Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Our Best of 2020. It originally aired January 17th, 2021. Best of 2020. So um, I've gone ahead and I just kind of figured I have a couple categories, but this is a comics, uh, comic book company, so we figured we'd start with comic books. So doesn't have to be the rules, doesn't have to be something that came out in 2020. It's just something that you experienced or read in 2020 that stood out for you. So um, does anybody have any noteworthy comic books of 2020 that you'd like to tell us about? Don't be shy. <laughs> There's one. I'm trying to remember the name. This is a hold on. Okay. Really stood out. It really did. This I don't know if you've ever European is called uh the quest for the Timeberg. I don't know if this came out this year, but I read it and it's a European comic and I really, really like that. The artwork in it was worth it, uh alone. So it's like that crazy European cool artwork. So I remember reading that, really liked it. What's it about? Uh, it's kind of, it's a, about this lady into like re like this old wizard and she goes and gets him and they go for this quest for this this time bird and I I don't remember exactly all there's more I don't want to give away any secrets but as she's going through this quest she kind of goes through this it's sort of like a fantasy quest land I like those things I don't see I love fantasy comics I don't see a lot of them in America but Europe is loaded with them so I get them from Europe <laughs> so, so that was one I saw. And there was another one called New York. And I don't know if I, hold on. <laughs> While Aaron's grabbing that, Barb, did you want to share what you're coloring on, on the screen or? Oh, you mean share? Well, you'll yeah, have to. I mean, share? like uh, li- live, uh, live stream what you're working on. Uh, sure. You'll, I'll have to, I'll have to take my iPad into the, into the screen here. Okay. Hang yeah. On. That'd be great. So this is another one called. I think it's pronounced New York. And this is one my friend Tom found. And uh, again, it's one of those crazy European where all the artwork's like super amazing. But it's about this boy who's like in the far future after like the U.S. has died. And he goes on this, he goes on this adventure. Eventually befriends like a bear and he gets like a laser rifle. And there's not a lot of words in it, but the artwork is great. And there's Mm -hmm. like actual Lovecraft type monsters and stuff in it. It's pretty cool. And the other one from America that I really liked uh, was Frank Drill's uh, Skyborn. Oh, cool. And I hope he does more of this because it kind of ended, not in a super cliffhanger, but it ended where it can go further. And I'm, he's, uh, he's, he's working on a book right now called Fight Girls. Yeah, that's the one I do want to check out. I, I saw Skyborn in a, in a shop, and I, I mean, I'm a sucker for Frank Drill, so I bought it. I, I really enjoyed his, uh, his work in that, but I want to check out Fight Girls as well. So I think those are my best of 2020 I, I i like i said i do a lot of european or foreign comics i do some american but i just buy it in the store whatever looks cool okay that's how i find this stuff yeah i'm I'm with you on that you know it looks like barb's coming in the room and, and i forgot to mention of course as always we have our he goes by a different title but we call him brett um 
Brett is our producer of our show and he's in the background helping facilitate everything. So thanks to Brett for helping out. Um, we have uh, Barbara who's coming in with her iPads. So we'll be looking at her stuff in just a moment. And I was gonna point, I brought this book out and this is, you know, like Aaron, I'm also a big fan of not just the American um, comic books, but European comic books, or as they say in France, bande dessinée. So this is, this is- Oh yeah. Kind of, I got this year, Claw. Um, I've, I've a, read Claw. Yeah. Um, just gorgeous, gorgeous illustrations. Um, kind of, kind of, kind of similar to like what Aaron was saying. It's almost, it's more illustrative than anything else, you know. Right. Apparently, only the hosts can share. Oh, um, well, uh, this. I'll look into. I'll look into it um, when somebody else is talking. So, anybody else, John, Barb, do you have any best comic books of twenty twenty? I haven't. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I haven't really um, had a chance to uh, read a lot of comics this year. I I really liked. Uh, I went and read Elf Quest. That was uh, that was one that came out this year. Not not as good as the early Elf Quests, but definitely worth reading. You know, it's got my favorite character in it, so that's uh, Skywise. Is it the same the same couple that, that did it, or is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's being put out by Dark Horse. Okay. Yeah, they have omnibuses. I want like I want to. I always read the uh, the original quest, and I never read much anything past it. And so now that they have the omnibuses. I want to try to go back and finish it. Uh, the, original the original quest qu- is definitely the best. Yeah, it was just like so good, and it ended so well that when they put more out, I was like, well, I don't know. But I'd like to definitely go back and and read it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I'm on board with you. I need to go do that. <laughs> it, the the storylines and consistency kind of wavered um throughout the years but i think the, the first one is definitely the best yeah. and this is it, this one's definitely interesting um i think it's it's a good companion piece yeah they i've been doing yeah i definitely i met them at a uh, i think they were at a, a store signing and i got some hardbacks of mine signed by them and they i think they were launching the last quest i think yes the last volume that's what they were promoting yeah Barb, is it? It looks like I adjusted the settings. I don't know if it's if it's still <clears throat> not allowing you to to share. Hang on, sure. keeps talking. Yeah, sure. Uh, John, how about you? Any any books that are noteworthy? It doesn't have to have come out in twenty twenty. Could be something you're reading this this past year. I actually have to say I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself. I didn't actually read any comics in twenty twenty. I was I was making them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that shows your dedication to the craft. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? Um, and now we understand why your feet has been cut. <laughs> no, oh, he's, what? Like, <laughs> he's looking really. No. Um, I know. Uh, crap! I know there's been. A, I, I can talk about stuff that I've kind of seen. Uh, you know bits and pieces of online because there's like the whole death bubble thing has been really huge in 2020. Yeah. And uh, I know uh, what was it? Uh, Immortal Hulk is, was still going in 2020 and that series was amazing. Definitely. Cool. Well, you know, let's let's move on to the, uh, to the next thing. So kind of similar genre to some degree like animated series is there any animated series or animated films that anybody saw last year that kind of got them excited or inspired 
trying to think of what did I watch. I thought there was one I had. Oh, it looks like uh, Phil Phil uh, Leon just chimed in and said the European comics rock. Yes, they totally do. Yeah. You know, ever ever since for me it was always Moebius. Ever since Moebius, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. it's always like just opened my eyes to a different layer of what what comic books can be. You know, so. I can say as far as animation goes, it it was it'd been a few years since I saw Heavy Metal, and so I bought Heavy Metal on a whim and <laughs> forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, for me it was um there was a an anime series that I watched this year called Vinland Saga. I don't know if anybody's heard of it. No, uh, I've, I've I've been told about it, and I've been been trying to figure out how to watch it. You know, it's on Amazon Prime, so if you have Amazon, oh, Prime, it's okay. Uh, and it's it's fantastic, and it's 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 basically the story of um, I won't I'm not trying to spoil much, but it's it's a it's a Viking anime. Oh well, that seems up John's alley. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's, and it's just so cool, and and yeah. it, they kind of interweave it with some history. It almost has that kind of vibe where it's like it goes into real history and stuff like that. But um, phenomenal story, great animation, great art direction, and um, it's only one season came out, but um. And and the and the finale heartbreaking but um phenomenal so yeah, check out Vinland Saga. I enjoyed some of the Castlevania series that was on Netflix. I think I watched some of that this year. Yeah, yeah, that's by um Brad Graber and Powerhouse. Um, yeah, I, I thought they. I haven't watched the third season. Everyone says it's just like really well done, so I need to watch that. But uh, yeah, it is, I keep forget. I think I I keep feeling like I watched something else this year, but you know. Yeah, that, that's, that's that uh, that studio powerhouse. They're doing the new Ma- Masters of the Universe with Kevin Smith. Uh, oh, doing, are they the ones doing it? Ooh. They also did a series called uh, Seis Manos in um, for Netflix, which was like a kung fu in 1970s or 1980s Mexico. Um, oh, and, that's cool. And and the 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 guy that owns the company, Brad Graber, I've, I've interviewed him for for a magazine before. He's a martial artist. And so he has this very keen instinct for action. And, and supposedly, I guess the story goes is that he was talking to Kevin Smith once and Kevin Smith was writing all the ideas of what the action should be like in the script. And he just told him, look, if you don't have any ideas, just put in the words, fighty, fighty, fighty in the page. <laughs> fighty, fighty, fighty. Yeah, and we'll take it from there. And, I, and I, when I interviewed him, I said, it's actually, he goes, yeah, that's totally true because they know how to do action. So a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, Phil, Phil chimed in. He says um, Primal was also a great animation. That's the one I wanted to see, and I can never find it. I, I, I'm like, I'm always like stream, so everything something's on like actual regular television. But that looked amazing. Yeah. And can you find that on demand at all? Does he know? I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay. Um, Phil, if you, you have any idea where we can find it, um, please let us know. Yeah, because that one looked really cool, and I, I never, I never uh, got around to seeing it. Totally. You know, um. Before we go further, Barb, why don't you tell it? Why don't you tell everybody what what you're working on and you know what we got here, what we're looking at? Well, I'm working on issue number two of Divinity, and as we can see, we've got uh, we've got Zach and Vinny. They're buying a car from some sleazy looking guy. <laughs> I love that third panel where where he where she's just giving him the stink eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's like the look I gave every guy that would try and date my single mom. It was like that exact look. Yeah, this this orange blazer is going to have more uh, more colors in it because it's truly hideous. <laughs> I love that. 
Barb, do you, do you, do you paint oils or, because I mean, you can see the very painterly influence there. Is that... I used to paint, paint with acrylics years ago. So yeah, I, I do like a little painterly influence. Um, and and he, he sold them in this god awful pousse or chartreuse colored <laughs> car too. They were just desperate to get a car. Oh. Whatever's the cheapest. Yeah. And everybody should know, but if you don't know, Divinity is one of our premier books, one of our acclaimed books. And Barb is not only the creator, she's also the inker and the colorist. Right? Okay, that's what I'm trying to do anyway. And co-writer. Don't forget yeah, co-writer. Yeah. co-writer. And yeah, she's a co-writer. Yeah, I, I am not an experienced writer. I, I can create, but I can't write. So I had to rope somebody in to help me with that. And RA is doing a fantastic job with it. Ari Jones, he's he's been so he's probably done almost every genre of comic book by by this point, you know. So that's great. That's excellent. You know, you're you were talking there about seeing the anime and stuff like that. I my husband and I re- retired from the, the muggle world. Um <laughs> the last day of 2019. Okay. And we discovered Netflix. Yes. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> oh my god we just have been binge watching like like you wouldn't believe we binge watched um all of supernatural mm-hmm. uh the umbrella academy mm-hmm. um and then my my son got us on his disney plus account and we've been watching the mandalorian yes. yeah so that that was our binge watching this year that was so is it has everybody watched? I mean, I know everybody out there, but has all of our get everybody on the show has everybody seen Mandalorian? Not the second season, not yet. Oh, what are you waiting on, Aaron? Yeah, uh, I was watching Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a fair reason. That's a very so. Um, you know, strange enough, I was I was uh, thinking I did watch the final season of Clone Wars. I really liked that. And yes. I think that I think that was this year. I think that actually came out this year. And no, it came, yeah, it came out in 2020. Uh, was it 2020? I think it was. I think it was like at the very beginning of 2020. It dropped on. When did when did when did uh, it came out shortly? At, when did Disney Plus start? It started November of 2019. So yeah, I think it was like January when it or came something. Out. Yeah, and I, I really liked the way they ended it. Of course, I'll never be able to get that on Blu-ray or anything to complete my collection. I always have to watch that part on Disney Plus. Whatever. Yeah, that was that was epic. I, I like so yeah. Clone Wars. Yes, that last season. Seasons, yeah. I do want to get in the in the more anime though. I my friend's been showing me all this new anime I need to get watching. So twenty twenty one maybe my year of catching up in anime for a while. There you go. Uh, Phil Phil Leon just kind of chimed in and, and wanted to let us know where we can find um, Primal. So he said it's on HBO Max. Oh, or, is it? Yeah, or, or Adult the- Swim. Yeah. I have HBO Max. Good, good, good. Okay, then I'll check it out because that looked really cool. Uh, one of my favorite animated shows is uh, Fire and Ice. Oh yeah, yeah, Ralph Bakshi. Is that a one? And that's what it kind of reminded me a little bit in a way. I was like, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah, that's a classic. So, um, well, video games. Let's talk a little bit about video games in 2020. Any any standouts for anybody? Any best of video games? I think my favorite is still going to have to be the Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I really like that one so far. That kind of surprised me. Uh, but then again, you know, Samurai is an easy sell for me. And because um, I always liked that. Um, there was, 
I'm into like Dark Souls games, so I'm trying to think. Sekiro is good. Um, again, more samurai ninja stuff. <laughs> trying to yeah, think of anything know, not. Ghost is definitely on my uh, list of uh, games to eventually get a hold of after I beat Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. I'm trying to think there was some other... I'd have to look. I, I'm i like the slowest game player because I'm usually working. So I usually play games like an hour a night or every other night. So like a 60-hour game will last me like months on end because I just slowly pick at it. So, yeah. I play maybe at most... Generally about once a week. Yeah. It's just so much at else best. So there's been a couple of weeks when I did it a couple more than once a week, but it's generally about once a week when I do yeah. it. So there was another one called Bloodstain, I think Virtual of the Night, that was made by the guys who, the original guy who made Castlevania, it was a Kickstarter project. I think that came out this year, and that was really fun. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Samurais, Phil, Phil Young says, um, Primal is also the same creator as uh, Samurai Jack, so that's like Get- yeah. Mikorovsky, right? And 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 I think he actually did the first Clone Wars cartoon too. The original. He did. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, the cool thing is, he um he did a lot of the the action sequences in Iron Man two. Oh, did he really? Yeah. So if you see the end fight at Iron Man two, where it's like all the all the the robots are coming in and all that. Yeah. Well, supposedly John Favreau said something to the effect of he got the idea from that from from Gandhi Tartarovsky because. He was like, "How can I have all this violence and get away with it in a, in a PG thirteen movie? He's like, make them all robots, and you can chop their heads off. You can do whatever you want." <laughs> yeah, so that's why you know they did that with Transformers. I mean, you know, it's like in the GI Joe cartoons, everyone missed, but in Transformers, nobody missed. <laughs> I mean, look at the Transformers movie; they disintegrated Starscream. Yeah. I mean, they just blew him into bits. I'm like, good God, okay, yeah. So they're brutal. What, what about you, John? Um, what about you, John, the Viking Prince Voltan? Is there any specific game that you would recommend? <laughs> uh, well, I well, I mean, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I definitely would recommend it. Just, not just because it's amazing, but just you know the freaking graphics. If you just see, like, actually get a bit of point vantage point, and actually just look at the graphics, it's just insane. That's great. Yeah, I, I, for me, my my pick would be um, probably um, Miles Morales because I, I I was just, I was one of the lucky people that was able to to get a PS5 towards the end of the year, and um, that game's great. I mean, it's shorter than the the actual Spider-Man uh, original game, but excellent game, great graphics, good art direction, you know. And um, one thing that I like is they use a lot of a little bit of depth of field. Like I don't know if you folks have experienced this, but a lot of the I guess current gen and even past gen, this idea of like the graphics for the like sometimes everything is detailed. Like even stuff in the distance is super detailed, so you don't get any depth, you know. But I've yeah. like Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the Spider-Man games, you get a little bit of depth of field. But sometimes it's funny when it's when it's the it's too uh, too high end graphics. You know? Yeah, it's uh, the one thing that's pretty trippy about Ghost of Tsushima is they've really worked a lot in getting the um like the screen overlays of like your health bar and stuff to go so it only comes on when you're fighting but most of the time it's just like there's nothing on but just the screen so they really got that cinematic quality they did a good job with that i like how they they used um like when you're using the map you know you set like a waypoint and a lot of games it'll be flashing in the distance and it'll be yeah. 
you know, but what they made it is that whenever you press the button, the wind blows in the direction you're supposed to go. Yeah. You've got the beautiful, like, cherry blossom leaves, you know, going down there. And it's yeah. It's, it's a, um, it's a really good immersive. I mean, that game really does, like, immerse you in the world the first one why never usually most games you try to hurry make the horse run fast but a lot of times i'll just sit there and walk around with the horse just because it's kind of pretty to look at everything uh yeah definitely yeah i don't even use the horse in assassin's creed valhalla i'm just walking around yeah the one game i do want to play and I'll, it's one of those like i'll get around to it i do want to play the star wars rogue squadron uh because i do have a vr unit so i do want to play that virtual reality i heard it's really good I heard it's uh, a lot of uh, free uh, DLC stuff coming. Out. Yeah, which they said they were not going to do. So I'm glad that they are doing that. Yeah. And and they put the B wing in, which is one of my favorite ships. So I'm like, okay, I may have to buy it now. So. You know the last video game I played? What's that? Pong. Pong. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Hey, and, and we were the most popular kids in town because we had the the brand new video game. So. We, the other kids were trying to get over to the house. So. Hmm? The other kids yeah. were coming over to the house and trying to... There was, because we had Pong. Did you charge admission? No, we should have. Should have. Could have made bank. Oh, yeah. I want to point out something I'm watching, you know, Barb do with the colors, which is really cool, you know, is because her background is an inker, it's really cool to see how decisive she is picking those fields and going around the, the lines and stuff like that and selecting the colors normally you know it takes even for me sometimes it takes a while because I, I don't ink a lot you know but she has this kind of quickness and dexterity with it that must come from all that all those uh decades of inking you know so it's really <laughs> it's impressive to see her workflow you know so. it's fast because i'm about two months behind oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just laying the flats out now I've, I've done all the work on the backgrounds as you can see they're pretty they're pretty detailed yeah, everything that I need in the background and I'm just laying out the flats on the characters now and then I'll start going in and laying shadows well I haven't laid any shadows at all on anything but uh, that's a whole nother that's a, an interesting process all, all of itself um, I really like the, the shadows I mean I really like how you're how you have the tree on the left side how you're just kind of letting it kind of fade yeah fade it's really nice really nice thanks yeah very cool um well, we got through games. So, how about books? Has anybody read any books or audio books or any, any books? Books? Yeah, books. Actual, actual books? <laughs> you mean with like no pictures and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like the words, you know? Weird. God, I feel like I haven't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we're on, we're on, uh, we're on. Bad uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did read some some short stories, but nothing that that stands. I felt like I did read a book this year. <laughs> Why is this this year like so hard to remember? I'm like looking back, I'm like I remember all the stuff I was going through, but I don't. I felt like I did. I think I did start trying to read a book, and I quit halfway through. I bought a book at a convention that some guy selling his own book, and it was okay. It just this one guy he like kept getting captured by the forces and he's released and captured and released and captured. I kept going back about it like the third or fourth time. I'm like, okay, you need to, you're stretching this out beyond belief. You just need to stop. Uh, but oh, well, that, that jacket looks horrible. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that's my reference. 
I thought that was your jacket, Barb. <laughs> I, I use reference. And, and the thing about Procreate is, is that you can actually say, I want to pick this color here. Oh, nice. I can actually just push my finger on it and it'll choose it. And then I can, I can use that color. But uh, right now I'm going back for. Thank God he's being nice. I know. This is my this is my color schemes for this. So I'm 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 on my shadow right now. I like how you you wrote it out in the color. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. I'm I mean, lazy. I'll just I'll just when I color my my comic pages, I just put up the last page I colored, and then I just sit there and steal the colors from the last page and drop it into the new page. <laughs> well, you know, I it's it's what's so cool too is just this idea that you know, free uh internet era right you wouldn't know how anybody's workflow was or anything like that now with stuff like this you can actually see you know, barb's creative process which is really neat yeah yeah very cool well um as far as books for me i, I read this book and it's totally not comic book related but i read this book called rich dad poor dad i don't know if you ever heard of that book um but it was it really changed how i view things about um it's by this gentleman named robert kiyosaki and he's he basically grew up, he's from Hawaii, and he became this uh, successful businessman or entrepreneur. And the whole story is that when he was growing up, his father, he called his poor dad, he was highly educated and worked for um, the Department of Education in Hawaii, Board of Education. But his mindset about money and how to handle money was very poor. And so he actually learned a lot about finance and money from his dad, from his friends, his best friend's father who was an entrepreneur who didn't graduate high school, but was a very successful businessman. And the whole book is just kind of about how you view money and how you use it to, you know, to kind of leverage things um, and to think in a different mindset. And so it, it is a fascinating book and it just changed how I, how I view things. Um, and it also put me onto another book called uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, which I don't know if you've ever heard about, but that's a, a fascinating book about the same kind of thing. Again, not, not, comic book related but it's a really really good read or a good listen so i highly recommend it well i don't know if this is a very smart choice for this year but i started um one second after and then the day after and i'm now on the year after or one year after <laughs> it's, it's an apocalyptic book why am i reading this i have no idea why is i'm it, reading uh, is it a big book or uh there's uh, there's a series of books oh really okay and it's about it's about um the Chinese launching um, atomic weapons in our atmosphere, and it creates this massive EMP pulse that knocks everything out, and everybody's got to basically back to the Stone Age again. And um, only old so cars. So Barb's preparing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't. I don't know why I chose that to read this year, but maybe I was being in a morbid mood. But I, I read that, and of course, I read a lot of history biographies of kings and queens and stuff like that because I find it fascinating because I'm a history geek. Well, totally. You know, all, all that stuff is like, it, it's like the best drama, right? Like my wife and I are watching a BBC series about the royalty in, um, in, in England and um, it's, it, it's just disturbing here about like sons, you know, trying to dethrone the father and then the uncle kills the nephew and it's just, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, right now I'm listening to one about Queen Anne, and she had like 17 pregnancies, and none of her children lived. It's like, oh, that's horrifying. 
Yeah. And you, you hear about the whole thing where it's like the, they can't uh, give the king a son, right? And so, you know, they remarry or, or worse, you know? And isn't it proven like usually it's the man's chromosomes that kind of decide whether it's a boy or girl, but here all these kings are, you know, getting angry at the queen for not giving them a sire, which is kind of funny. I think if I'm not mistaken. I think everyone is initially a girl, and then I think it's the chromosome, the, the male, something that switches it. But I think everyone's born female, yeah. or initially female. Um, Phil Leon uh, chimed in about coloring because uh, you know, Phil, Phil's doing the um, the colors for uh, White Devil, right? Ari Jones. We were just speaking about Ari Jones. Ari Jones uh, book. Um, he said um, he does the same. He grabs colors from the previous page, or just save them in my color palette. Yeah, yep. I should make a color pattern. It'd be it'd be a lot easier. Let me show you. See, there's Mr. E. There's nice. Olivia. Nice. There's Zach's skin color, hair, eyes. Divinity's skin color, mm-hmm. hair, eyes. This is from Sirens. And then I've got palettes that are like this is subtle. This is sepia, ascending, white, yeah. black, like metallic, camera. goldens silvers stuff yeah. like that. it's funny i think in my comic only my characters are done in like okay so in like 100 opacity or solid colors uh the background is done usually in a multiplier layer other layer where i knock the opacity down to make it more muted so my characters stand out and also i put uh i thought i when I started making my book, I got a hold of this old book that was aged. It looked like it was very old. And I photocopied a bunch of pages. And then I used those pages as a texture in the background. So I've been okay. playing with texture and stuff. And then I make bright colors like that. And then when I'm all done with everything, I mute, I uh, desaturate it by 25%. Okay. And then it just knocks it into this. It looks old. I want it to look old. And so that's how I do it. Yeah, um, I, do, I really like how your book has that kind of kind of beige, kind of weathered paper mm-hmm. color. That's that's how yeah that's how I was working at yeah that's I I'm glad that's coming across yeah that's what I was a little that's why I was I thought about doing because I, I have a different way I also color my kids book and I was like no I'm gonna do a little less shading so only the characters actually have shading and the other shading is done just by pencil work on the background and stuff. What I'm doing now is I set up a translucent shadow layer, so it's everything underneath it shines through. This is the shadow. Yeah. Oh, Alex Sarabi just chimed in. He says, wow. I think he's he's happy with how things are coming along. Yep, there's my shadow layer there, the layer in the mat, layer nine and the mask. I do that too. Well, like I'll put an entire, uh, like an opacity. Like I've done that many yeah. times. I do single prints. I'll like do my colors and I'll put like a blue and do it at like 10% opacity. And it gives it like that, changed everything to like a blue, mm-hmm. pushes it towards that. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly, I use it on, on the entire page. Mm-hmm. It kind of it helps kind of tie the colors together in a weird way. It doesn't seem like it should, but it kind of does. So they kind of look all together. At least it does to me. Yeah. Very cool. Um. So here's an interesting one. I mean, everybody does it because you have to. So food. Any special food or? culinary revelations you had over this entire COVID situation? Strange enough, uh, we got some bowls, some ramen bowls from Costco that were actually pretty tasty. And I haven't eaten ramen in years. I used to eat ramen as a kid and it doesn't agree with me anymore. But these ones are really good. So I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. I'm eating these weird ramen bowls again. That's that's as far as new food. That's the thing that's kind of jumped out is what I've discovered. 
Um, is it the dry, dry, dry kind, like instant dry, or is it? Is yeah, it's like a, it's like a dry kind, but the noodles are more like yakisoba noodles instead of like the ramen noodles. It's it's different. Yeah, I've I'm like, oh, where did this come from? So we've been getting those, and then of course after a month or two, I'll get sick of those. So that's how that works. So yeah, I I had a a ramen revelation too. Mine was um that's a mazemin, which is like this um where I live in, in West LA. There's some really interesting ramen places. And so there's one place that makes this thing called Mazenmen where, where it's soupless ramen. Um, oh, where, interesting. And it's really, it's like really savory noodles and um, pork and egg and vegetables and seed. And then you have like this process when you eat, so you start eating it that way and they give you a soft boiled egg you put on top of it. Once you get halfway through, they give you like a little uh, container of vinegar, this rice vinegar. And you put the vinegar on top halfway through and that changes the flavor. So the second half of the meal taste different that and, is a trip yeah That's and then when you get cool. to the last third of the meal there's a little bowl of rice and you put the rice in and that soaks up all the flavor everything and it becomes almost like a, like a rice dish and um, interesting that sounds awesome yeah it's really good it's um called mazemin so um, if you're in the west la area the, the the place that has it is called mogu mogu but um but i'm sure there's probably there's got to be some places elsewhere that, that are starting to do they've probably done it i i remember we have a um I don't know if it's a Japanese supermarket. I think it's I think it's it's a it's an Asian supermarket, but I think it's Japanese based mostly. And I went there and just like grabbed a bunch of like dried ramen stuff just to try out different flavors. Like the weirder the flavor, I don't know about. I tried it. Some of them were really good. Uh, some of them were not. But I mean, I just like oh, they're like a few bucks or whatever. Um, so I went through and just I'll do that in, in a grocery store sometimes. I'll just buy random stuff and just see if I like, especially if it's cheap, whatever. I, I do that, and I get, my wife just rolls her eyes. Sometimes it's a hit. A lot of times it's not, but I'm very uh, adventurous. Yeah. In 2020, one of the funny ones is we went to this Asian grocery store near my mother-in-law's, and they had this – all right, this is crazy. They had, like, these little – looks like a little uh, pots. It's, like, plastic, but it looks actually like a pot, like a honey pot of <laughs> yogurts. And the brand's name was called Clever Mama, okay? And and I was like, okay, this is interesting. So Clever Mama, and they had, like, strawberry yogurt. This And they had one – and it was sounded nasty, but I wanted to try it. It said it was cheese yogurt. Ew. I know. So I, I got it and I was like, I don't know, I'll give it a try. It was hor- it was horrible. It was horrible. And I ate like two spoonfuls and then I left the rest. I had like a six pack of this stuff. And I left it on my counter for like a couple weeks because if I threw it away, my wife would get on my case for wasting money. <laughs> and, and neither one of us would eat it. And the thing was just there in purgatory for like a couple weeks until we finally Pasta, so. Yeah, it's hard, especially if, like you said, if it comes in a six pack. If you could buy an individual packet of that and just be like, oh, that doesn't work. But yeah, yeah. when you buy it and it only comes in six packs, like, yeah. well, man, if this sucks, yeah. darn, you know, yeah. yeah. I'd have just chunked it. I'd have been like, well, screw that. You're gonna be mad. Tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about you, John? Any any uh, anything special you get to eat this past year or anything interesting? Well, I I got to try a couple of different restaurants. Uh, like I, I finally tried Freddy's. I don't know if that's anywhere else, but I finally, I yeah, had I don't, it. We don't have them up here, but that's the burger place, right? Yeah, it's but yeah, and the burgers are good. Frozen custard, right? Yeah, yeah, the burgers are really good. I mean, they're, they're probably some of the better fast food burgers I've had. I tried DoorDash this year, and I figured, and I, I'm, I'm done I, after I think the third time of getting an order screwed up, and all they wanted to do was give me a refund. I was like, well, I'm done using this app. Yeah. 
Oh, um, Quentin, uh, Quentin J. Bedwell, I think he's talking about the food. He says, usually my wife asks how it is, and I say, oh, my God, this is so good. You have to try it. <laughs> That's how you get around it. That's a good strategy. Yeah. No, I want you to have it. I want you to enjoy it. <laughs> I got, I got yeah, this for you. Try it. <laughs> the one I think that I was really big into is trying out different chip flavors. It's mm-hmm. like potato chip flavors. And I remember at Subway years ago, and I think they also sold them in stores, Frito-Lay would do these really weird where they'd have like um, like a Reuben-flavored potato chip, like a Reuben sandwich. And it tasted just like a Reuben. It was crazy. I think they even had a ramen flavor. And I can't remember if I tried that one. But just really like, like you know, just really weird flavors. And I think they had a teriyaki. <laughs> that was actually really good. And I think it was like a contest. Like whoever sold the most, like won a limited flavor so it was really fun every once in a while they would just so i just have fun going through and trying all these different flavors that's a little bag of potato chips you don't like it you just chuck the bag i mean who cares yeah i had i had a the chinese grocery store i got lays it is tomato and mexican chicken flavored lays potato chips <laughs> yeah and lays does a lot of that here. it was not good, <laughs> not good. <laughs> sometimes sometimes they they win sometimes they don't yeah i think i ate it like insane number of rubens this past year yeah. I, th- this is not a good place. The only place I think I hear that serves Rubens is like a place called Sherry's, which is like a Denny's. And that's a hit or miss. Yeah, I can't find a place that serves a good Ruben because I like Rubens if you can find good ones. How, how about you, Barb? Any, uh, anything interesting on the menu this past year? Well, since we've been pretty much holed up, it's I tried my hand at bread, which I'm, I like making bread, but uh, oops. You have like the, the machine, the bread making machine. I do, but and see that's it's tricky because it makes it make they make it look so easy. Uh-huh. It's not. <laughs> if you don't if you don't do it just right in the even in the bread maker, it comes out real hard and flat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty much. I mean, and, and glass nickel pizza. I don't know if you if anybody has glass nickel pizza anywhere but around here. Oh my god, that stuff is it's heavenly. Do you guys ever have round table pizza? Does that exist anywhere beyond? No, it's, it's, it's been around. Yeah, that's good stuff. Round yeah, table. round table is one of my favorites. I didn't know because I, I'm still, I mean, we have like a Fred Myers, which is owned by Kroger's. Kroger's, as everyone else knows, but we don't have Kroger's up here at Fred Myers. Same thing, owned by the same company. Well, apparently I'm missing out on a whole bunch of stuff down here in the South. <laughs> oh, I've seen some of the food you post. I think you, 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 you got things on, on, uh, on lock over there. So you have some good food over there. Yeah. Not, not everything. I mean, the, considering like Chick-fil-A is the big thing. Chick-fil-A is so new in Washington that they had one. We have one and there's a line and they make, they're making another one and it's actually made the newspaper headlines. I mean, that's <laughs> how backwards we are, right? Um, but what was it? We have a Popeye's chicken, but like only one. We we tried to put a church's chicken, failed, oh, really? and then never tried it again. So yeah, there's a lot of places... Uh, my my friend is from Louisiana, so she's like, "Oh, all these places coming up and what she likes or whatever." But, but yeah, we got caught in Popeye's chicken, and we eat that once, and then be like, "Never again!" And then like a few weeks later, okay, one more time. That's, that's, that's evil. Did See, everybody who comes. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. I never had it. Did anybody have that? The Popeye's chicken sandwich. Everybody's raving. No, wait. I think somebody got it. I never for did. Me, no. and I was like, somebody got it for me, and I was like, "This is. It's not special." <laughs> yeah. I never did have it. I never attempt I never tried it, but I remember yeah, it was like we're out of the sandwich and it yeah, it was this weird thing. 
But see, but down that's... here we have a place called Jack Purtles. Jack Purtles? And Jack Purtles, Jack Purtles is like, uh, KFC has tried to buy Jack Purtles several times. And I don't know of anywhere else there's one except for like around this area. And they have a chicken, they have a steak sandwich and they have a chicken sandwich. And you can actually do the chicken sandwich like the steak sandwich with gravy cheese and coleslaw Mm -hmm. on it. And it is awesome. (laughs) Really? Yes. Uh, I got to try that one. Jack Curdles is what it's called. Oh, you come to Memphis, uh, you're trying it. Okay. I need, I need to, I need to get, I don't, I think I need, uh, Roland, I don't, has Roland tried it? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, the, uh, what was it? We have Killer Burger up here, which is good. I don't know if that's a local chain to us or not. And they're a hamburger place and they make like hamburgers with like jalapenos and, and stuff. They always change it up, but, uh, you go in and they play like metal music and it's all like, you know, uh, rock out. But uh, the hamburgers, the hamburgers are one of those ones that when you're done, you're like, wow, I don't want to eat a hamburger for like weeks on end. They're very <laughs> rich and very filling, but they're good. Sounds like my kind of burger. Yeah. Yeah, they, it is. We go there once in a great while because they know like, yeah, this might turn us off for burgers for a while. Not in a bad way, just like you eat them. It's like, that was good, but. I should go work out for the next two weeks because there's a lot. Of stuff <laughs> oh, that's work out before. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I feel like after I go and uh, at least that's how my wallet feels after I go to Jack Pearls because I'll get a, I always end up getting like three or four chicken sandwiches cooked for so little, and I end up getting a bunch of chicken livers. Oh, chicken livers! Yeah. That's good stuff. Ah oh, man, they're the only place that sells them down here. Oh. Yeah, whenever we we go go to visit my mother in law, we go to this like Asian market, and that's where we get all that stuff that's hard to get, like beef, yeah. and, you know, chicken gizzards, and that's a good stuff, you know. Especially with the gravy, the gravy's not watery; it's thick, mm-hmm. and you can just go at it. Now, see, I was raised on a farm, and we raised hogs and pigs, oh, elks. Oh, wow. and then we would about twice a year we would um, go out and emasculate the gilts we have a couple of gallons of rocky mountain oysters and then they and the neighbors would just come and wait for those things and like here you can have it we, we just cut them fresh out but they're but fresh the farm, so how do you have seafood there bob i mean oysters are from the ocean what bob is saying hey how's it going Wubba, come on in we're waiting for you please yeah we need Wubba. We, we Where's need... Peter? Did, did I, we scare him off? Jennifer Luders. I don't know uh, if that's a friend of anybody, a friend of the show. Jennifer Luders says, y'all are killing me. I'm a hillbilly and can't eat like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> power, power. Trust, uh, trust us, we're not supposed to be eating like that either. So, so. Yeah, I was raised, like, I was raised on a farm pretty hill. We, we cooked with lard. Oh, you know, it's you know, so sometimes it's still the only good way to cook in some oh, cases. But yeah, there's nothing better than something well, cooked in lard. But there, there's, a, there's a Mexican restaurant I went to in Oxnard, which is more of a Mexican area, and it was like the best food ever. And I noticed I would go there in the morning, and it would like stick to my ribs for the whole day. I wasn't hungry the whole day. And I said, "Why is this food so magical?" And finally, somebody told me, "They said, Curtis, you realize they're probably cooking with lard, right?" I said, "Oh, that's why I wasn't hungry all day." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's High what, crust made with lard is the 
flakiest, most delicious mm. pie crust you will ever have in the entire world. You, you know what Jennifer Luders just chimed in? She says, yes, the best pie crust with lard and dumplings. So, mm-hmm. several line comics, we support lard. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> <just, you> know. <laughs> well, I know, I know there's, uh, there's a few Asian dishes that use lard when they're cooking. Like, they'll throw, like, pork lard up in there like it's nothing. To... <laughs> no, totally, totally. And I know I've, I've, I've used it making chili. <laughs> really? Yes. It probably is kind of creamy, I would think, right? Uh, no. Well, the chat's blowing up, guys. We, we got to talk about food more. So, Jennifer Luter, apparently, <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently, caught. We are in the wrong business. We should be. This should be a food uh, cast. Uh, Jennifer Luter says, uh, she says we would buy it by we would buy lard by the bucket. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, we made our own. We we ha- uh, slaughtered one of our own hogs every year and one of our own uh, heifers, and we had enough. Um, yeah. And beef for an entire year. We were pretty self-sufficient. I still remember it was one of my favorite scenes from uh, my cousin Vinny. If you guys have seen that, when they're you know this, they're, they're, I mean that's Joe Pesci and the, the, the oh, him oh, and, oh. Oh. yeah 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 the two they're years. from Brooklyn and they're in this restaurant down in the south right they're from Brooklyn right and he's all like you know they give the menu and it says lunch dinner breakfast I mean that's all in the menu it's like we'll have <laughs> breakfast I guess and this guy just throws on this. I mean, it looks like an entire, like, handful of lard. And he just, I mean, this is just completely shocking to them. It's like, have you heard of the ongoing cholesterol problem in America or anything? And the, the <laughs> cook just looks at him and continues cooking with the lard or whatever. It's pretty funny. but it was... It's kind of like, okay, okay, it needs butter. That's not enough butter. Put butter in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't cook with butter. Yes, you do. Seriously, <laughs> the, the, the chat is blown up. So, so now Quinn, Quinn J. Bedwell chimes in. He says, biscuits are the best as well with lard. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Luters says, well, I am going to have to invite y'all over on my cheat day. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. And, and, Wubba, and, and Wubba's chiming in. Wubba says, living in Wisconsin, eating healthier is a pain here. So much yummy dairy. Oh, there yes. is. The cheese here is amazing. I, I live in Wisconsin now, too, but I was raised in Iowa. Now, and see, what, what we would do in it when I was growing up is that one night, my mom would have like a roast and potatoes. And then the next night she'd chop all that stuff up, toss it into a skillet with a bunch of lard, then fry it up. And we'd have fried, <laughs> fried meat and potatoes the next night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, oh I yeah. We're f- definitely eating with Jennifer. She's got, they said, she says they eat a whole lot of deer over in West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh I, I, yeah. I think when COVID is over, we have to talk to Roland. We have to have a series of silver line potlucks where it's us and the fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I think cholesterol is going to spike, but um, it might be worth it. it be yeah. Worth it. <laughs> it's oh, all man. Comfort, comfort food, you know, and that's what we need right now. We need a lot of comfort food. My, my, we need uh, about two pounds of deer sausage to come home with me. <laughs> my friend makes a pretty mean gumbo. And I did was, I was introduced to, again, she's in Louisiana, so she introduced me to gumbo. And uh, that stuff's my favorite. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm making gumbo. Do you want any? I just <laughs> looked at her. That's all she needed. It's like, yes, of course I want some. That sounds good. I, th- I, th- I think everybody's getting hungry because now Phil Leon is saying he's saying butter. Butter right? fried. I'm assuming he's saying this in the Homer Simpson voice. He goes, butter fried butter. Oh, cloggy. I've heard of that. Is that good? Because I've heard of butter fried butter. The Iowa State Fair has butter fried butter. Yes. Oh, so they have deep fried butter. 
I don't know if I could handle that. I mean, I think I would. It's kind of like a deep fried Twinkie. Should it be done? No. Yeah. <laughs> here, here in Wisconsin, it's deep fried cheese. Ooh, that actually sounds good, though. That does sound good. Well, Woba says it was just venison season over Xmas. Yeah, venison's good. I, I like gamey stuff. My wife isn't as much into the gamey stuff, but I love that. Do you guys I haven't been addicted? able to hunt in a while. Do you guys get addicted on Christmas when everybody releases the summer sausages or whatever? Oh, yeah. Every Christmas, it's like, well, I'll just have one summer sausage. Just looks bad for you. That's usually how it's done. Yeah. Jennifer Luters is saying, her, "My daddy makes the best deer jerky ever." That sounds uh, good. I'd, 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 I'd like to try that. I'll take five pounds, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if we can, we can start accepting our Kickstart of a Kickstarter uh, payments in <laughs> one, one pound. For, for each uh, Kickstarter cheer. Um, what was like, Deer jerky is hard to find done right. Is, is it good, though? It's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. I, I, I'd love to try it. I always find It's hard to find good beef jerky, like jerky anywhere. So, so much of the store stuff is so dry that when you actually get, like, the really tender stuff, it's, like, really hard to find it. And usually it's from yeah. when selling out of the cart or something. Yeah, like, I hate, I hate really, I hate, Jerky should not be should not be dried out to the point of shoe leather. Yeah, that is yeah. just horrible. But every time I'd be at a place like at a fair or something, you want to try beef jerky? I'm like, okay. See, my my big my big thing I hunt down all around Portland is getting Italian sandwiches, mm-hmm. and uh, I found a few places even in Portland uh, that serve some really good Italian. Now, nothing like the East Coast. I've had sandwiches in the East Coast. That's a whole another level of goodness. But for us West Coasters, they're not bad. So, Yes, well, but cheese curds. Cheese yes. curds are good. You think cheese curds are so, yeah, so good. Jennifer Luter says, in the hills it is fried fat pack. That what sounds like Or is that a food? Fried fat pack. <laughs> fat pack? Well, that comes from the hogs. Yeah, it's, not yeah. like, it's not like a form of bacon? No, that's that's pork belly. Okay. Excuse me, guys. My 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 lovely assistant, my wife, is giving me my uh, extension cord here, so I don't know. How to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, let's see. We're, we're on. We're, man, we are we are cooking with food as crazy as that sounds. Um. So, Boba says yes. Yeah, fried cheese curds is common food here, and um, Quinton J. Bedwell, yes, dear, it is good, leaner than beef and pork. So does anybody have a food here that they know is completely bad for them, but they eat it all the time and yeah. then feel bad? I think it's that's a huge list for a lot I of people. Eat. It's probably everything I eat. Yeah. Sour cream. I eat sour cream on everything. And I, I have a little bit of taco with my sour cream. Yeah, I know. I have people. I, so does anybody else dip their French fries in ranch? That's a big that's a, My wife loves that. Yeah. yeah. But I know in a lot, like even in the, I think in the South, they actually dip them in mayonnaise. But maybe I'm mistaken about that. Oh, folks who dip it on a frosty, and I'm like, why do you ruin a frosty? <laughs> I guess you get the salt, yes. right? I guess that's. Oh, why? No, why? <laughs> You're ruining the frosty. That's gross. But was that Brett? Brett did that? Wig, did that wig you out too? Okay, so yes, okay. Roland is one of them that does that. Yes. <laughs> No, but can they, can they, should I let them know what, what you said? Okay, so so um, Brett, Brett, our unpaid producer, as he's known, um, 
chimed in he's Roland's son and he was saying that him and his dad do it so apparently it's good enough for the first family of Silverline so it should be good enough for all of us <laughs> when when my husband and I went to Canada uh the year after we got together um we got up there and we asked for you know a burger and french fries and they brought us great I said, what the hell is this I didn't know what poutine was at that time oh, that stuff was so good <laughs> and it's like so you put gravy on your french fr- where's the ketchup yeah. <laughs> and they looked at me like you're American aren't you I still need to have a waffle gravy. It was a chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. need to have. See, yeah. my my the thing I'm bad at sometimes is somebody offers a really good chili dog. Oh gosh, Dude, that's. I used to have a place with a guy. This it was in college. It was like this little place. I mean, a little and like independent that he would have birds fly around inside. I mean, he was all about the health code, right? Wow. Uh, but he was one of those people you when you're college you give a little bit of money and he gives you a ton of food and when i'd get the chili dog he buried it so much in chili you couldn't find the hot dog so <laughs> like, just scores well hey Wubba, i'm gonna need i'm gonna need when i if i i'm gonna need like a a, a tub of that yeah, well, <laughs> beard tea soup now let me let me let me uh re- read the chat because we have quite a few messages i think we, we struck a nerve with everybody <laughs> yeah i know well, food is universal yeah so so um let's see um Wubba says Jacqueline's jerky is made in northern Wisconsin. So good to know. <laughs> Jennifer Luters says amen. And we agree. She said, she said, what, what, what is it, Brett? Oh, okay. No worries. Um, she also says, I had some good sandwiches at the Deland event today. So, okay, you, you were there at the event. You saw Roland and everybody. Um, she says it was a truck. And she goes, yes, back fat is from a hog. Um, Let's see, Quinn J. Bedwell, everything we've been talking about. Wubba, bacon, burr, cheese. Beer cheese. Bacon, oh, beer, beer cheese. Beer, so unhealthy. So good. that just sounds like three, <laughs> three perfect. You know, sometimes in my household, bacon is a seasoning. So I think that's. <laughs> yeah. With you on that. Um, I hold back a right brand bacon that's ready to get cooked in my freaking fridge right now. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> I want to crack one open right now. I have a can in Anyways. Let's leave that alone. Um, well, Phil, uh, Phil Leon says, here's a tie-in. Check out a set of comic strips on tapas called Food Hate You. LOL. Funny Food stuff. Hate You? <laughs> Food Hate I've eaten things where the next morning I feel that way, so that makes sense. And, uh, and Bubba clarified, yeah. I mean, Bubba clarified, yes, that is, that is, there's beer. We should, we should do like, um, you know how they pair food with like wine? We should have like, okay, this food goes with this comic book. Like when, when when you read cat and mouse you need to have cheese or something yeah well you know you have to have uh etouffee etouffee yes and there you go i can see gumbo going with that then that's the only <laughs> southern louisiana dish i know so i'm you know i remember i'm from the north west here you know well apparently it was supposed to be famous for our seafood and i'm not a huge seafood fan so i miss that whole thing except salmon i love salmon especially smoked that stuff's good lox and bagels that's a uh, well, well, but this bacon bits is a seasoning. Yeah, that's true. It is. <laughs> it, is it is true. It is. See, I'm not that far. You know, one of the one of the cool things is you know I'm originally from Hawaii, and Hawaii has a lot of fusion food, right? Because it all goes back to the pineapple plantations. So you have Japanese, Portuguese, Chinese, Hawaiian, all these different people there. And when they would have lunch and they break bread, they'd say, "Oh, what are you having?" And they'd share. And so eventually, it amalgamated into the cuisine of Hawaii. And so you have really interesting stuff like um, 
Has anybody ever had this, this Japanese dessert called mochi? It's like a yeah, stew? it's no. the, the ice cream it's, with the uh, made out of rice. It's yeah. made out of rice. Yeah, it's made out of rice, and and the mo- the ice cream is the the mod- uh, more modern interpretation. It used to be with um, red beans and stuff, like almost like a, a sweet bean paste in the middle. Okay. But what they did in Hawaii recently is they took that mochi um, dough, right, which is very soft and sweet, and they put it onto fried chicken and they fry it. <laughs> And it's so good. So it's like it's like crispy, and then you bite it, and it's soft and it's sweet, and it's it's like my my art director in video games would say. One time we ate something that was really good, and I said, "Well, how good is it?" He goes, "It's like looking at the face of God." Like, <laughs> like I want to try like the homemade spam that they make down in freaking uh, Hawaii because I know it's it's totally like totally different flavor, different flavor profile, and everything. Yeah, they they have they have like different yeah they have like different versions of it there like Hawaiians love their spam you know that's pork shoulder yeah yeah um Wubba Wubba chimed in he said gumbo and jambalaya is cat and mouse food okay and uh, Jennifer Luters Je- Jennifer you are just like you are getting to the top of our list now because she, she said that she also lived in Hawaii so I know between Hawaii and back fat you you. You're one of my favorite people now. So yeah, I'm a little jealous of my kid because she's stationed in Hawaii. Because she gets to try some of that food. You should go and visit her sometime if you. If she on she's on base probably right or. Yes. Well, she's on a ship. Okay. Oh yeah, Navy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, the, Jennifer. See, Jennifer just dropped some 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 authentic Hawaii stuff. They sell spam at McDonald's. Yes, they do. They sell they yes. sell spam musubi, and they sell ramen. At uh, Hawaii McDonald's, so that's they, the, <laughs> McDonald's. Everywhere else gets the good stuff, except for here in the what the forty eight continentals. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Up in Maine, <laughs> up in Maine, you can get lobster at McDonald's. Yeah, I used to, you can have the lobster. But how would that taste? I mean, I'm just like, I guess I'm just one of these. I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in a long time, um, so I'm just like thinking anything from there. Like, is it really good? I mean, is oh. it? I don't. Know, maybe oh. not. Oh, you you have no. It's uh, first of all. Let me let me read what uh, Jennifer says. She says, you know, her husband is uh, retired army. And have you tried Loco Moco? Loco Moco is all right. Get this. Prepare to have your life changed. Loco Moco is two scoops of rice, and if you do it the Hawaiian way, Roland's coming in. You have to um, scoop the rice with an ice cream scooper. He's not going to know what we're talking about. Two hamburger patties with gravy and eggs for breakfast. Hey, Roland's coming in. He's 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 connecting to the audio. So it's got heart, it's got egg fried egg in there, doesn't it? Oh yeah, local moco. And 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 Jennifer Luters also says, or the fried donuts with pudding in it. So that's called malasadas, and it's imagine like a huge donut hole with coconut cream inside. And um, yeah, that's <laughs> it's our fearless leader. Yes. Yeah, but I can't figure out how to get connected here. Oh, oh there he is. You're in. We hear you. We can see you. I think we're okay. good. Oh, I see what's happening. It's going full screen some somehow. That's why I can't do anything. Exit full screen. There we go. Okay. So hey. you can hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. We can hear you. Hey. 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 He's How- back. How's it going, Roland? It's going good. Ah, there we go. There you all are. All right. <clears throat> Got a skeleton crew tonight, huh? Yeah. 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 We're talking about food. 
We're talking about food. No, listen. That's, not, that's not what we started with, but that's what yeah. I'm talking about. The chat blew up. I mean, we are we are going crazy over here. It's like the New York oh, Foodies, huh? Well, yeah. uh, can can I offer a thanks to a couple of things to catch up? Please. Yeah, sure. So uh, I read April Morning by uh, Howard Fast. Uh, it was a novel, novel of um, a young boy during the American Revolution. Um, and it was just basically the whole novel was one day. It was the, the you know, the the uh, Boston Commons shot, you know, and uh, it was it was his experience going through that uh, that entire day and fighting the British uh, Concord in Lexington. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, good, good book. Um, uh, kind of like Johnny Tremaine. It, it's an old book, but it was new to me. Um, games. I played uh, Grand Tactician, and my computer can't handle it, and so it was a bit frustrating at times. But um, it's a, it's a it's a broad uh, uh, it's a Civil War American Civil War game, and it's a broad campaign game in which you can you can play either Confederates or the Federals. And you can control uh, the, the the politics of the game. You can control local uh, industry, uh, as well as as troop movements and things like that. And then once the troops get close enough to each other, you can you can zoom in and actually control the armies on the battlefield. Cool. So yeah, I, I I like it quite a bit. Let's see, what was there, uh, what else did y'all talk about? Um, uh, I didn't watch. I, I didn't didn't there no animation for me uh, that I could think of uh comic books okay yeah comic books uh duh that should have been the first one right you know those things you make Roland? those, yeah. those the, the, the yeah. words and picture things um so i read uh one of, one of the things that I, I i enjoyed quite a bit was was uh oh my keyboard fell what the heck <laughs> oh it's because i yanked it sorry there's my keyboard that fell on your ground i read uh mindbender by uh, yeah, by James Pruitt, uh, that uh, was was a, a, a quite enjoyable read. Um, uh, so let's see, I'm trying to think, what else did I read? I read a lot of stuff. I heard somebody mention uh, uh, Cho's book, Frank Cho's book. Yeah, it was uh, a Skyborn. Skyborn. I read Skyborn as well. Yeah, I like um, that one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I I, yeah. I, I I I I thought that was pretty good. Um, what else? Um, TV series? Any any particular TV series? Yeah. So uh, Cobra Kai. We watched. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah like we watched. Yeah, we watched Cobra Kai and uh, really enjoyed the the heck out of that. Uh, and that, that jacket is ugly, isn't it? It is hideous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting the desired effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I when I get this nice shadow in there, it'll it'll be a truly hideous with the green shirt and everything like that. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I did hear someone barbed. We we uh, watched and enjoyed uh, Umbrella Academy as well. We also uh, liked Lock and Key, um, mm-hmm. uh, both both of which are are based on comic books. We also enjoyed the heck out of um, uh, Ben Dunn's uh, Warrior Nun. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to watch that. It's on my list yeah. to watch. Yeah, it was uh, it it was uh, it was really good. You know, I mean, I read Warrior Nun of uh, Warrior Nun Ariella. Um, long time ago. Oh God, what was uh, that? That was early '90s, wasn't it? I can't remember if it was early '90s or late late '80s. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I read it was that a long too. time ago. 
Um, and so I don't recall, and I didn't go back to read it before or since watching the show, so I don't recall exactly how accurate it was uh, or is. But we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed the heck out of it. It was uh, it was it was well done. Um, I think some of the TV shows we haven't got around to TV shows, have we? No, yeah, yes, we had, yeah, yeah. I liked I liked Preacher. Preacher got kind of crazy at this stage. I was surprised how close that stayed to the comedy, considering it was on FX. Because I'm like that may have had to be an HBO, but they stayed pretty close. Gory is, and it was gory. Uh, but I mean that was Preacher. We watched a, a TV series called Undone or The Undoing on HBO. Okay. Nicole Kidman. It's like a murder mystery. That was really good. That's in HBO Max. And uh, there was one other. We watched like that Chris um, Hemsworth movie on uh, Netflix. Was it? You know which one? It was that one where he was he was running all over the place. Oh, uh, Extraction. That's based on Extraction. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Andy Parks. Andy Parks had a was it Andy Parks. I think Andy Parks had something to do with that book. Yeah, that yeah. Good. My friend got me into. She's been getting me more into uh, South Korean dramas. We watched one called "It's Okay Not to Be Okay." That's on Netflix, and that was probably one of my favorite series this year. That was really good. Here, those Korean dramas are like super addictive. I mean, yeah, cool. they they can be. They they're yeah they're I. I uh, they're basically this one is really good. They're they're really big at the pretty magical things in this series when they don't really explain it. Like I watched one series and it was just like this drama, and then halfway through these two people switch bodies, and it was there was no pretense or no foreshadowing. It was just this magical thing happening. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> they do that all the time, so you just have to go with it. Yeah. Cool. Um, when, when's the next Umbrella Academy series season going to come out? I think they just advertised something. For I, I was going to say, I I, I want to say we just finished watching season three. I think what I missed it. All right, I got to go back. Go back. I thought it was only two. Maybe I missed. Yeah. Umbrella I've seen Academy. Two. I think it's three. Has okay. anybody here ever watched that live Teen Titans show that was on DC? No, I haven't heard anything good about it though. I the first it's couple episodes, but it's. It was trying too hard to be a little, at least from the beginning, it seemed a little too, too trying too hard to be gritty, you know? Okay, it was on HBO Max, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll check out, but we'll see. You know, it can't, I mean, it can't be, and nothing could be as good as New Mutants, but. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, uh, I, I guess we watched season two. Sorry. Oh, season two, oh, okay. Yeah, it got me all two. excited for nothing. Sorry. But I, I'm a big fan of Cobra Kai. Like rolling this, I really yeah. enjoy yeah. that. We have the, we're on the we have the last two episodes to watch. We have a friend we watch it with, so we wait till she comes over, and then we all watch it together. Yeah, we've so, only watched about three episodes of of uh, season three. So yeah, yeah. So far, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I watched the first two seasons. My wife wasn't into it because um, she didn't like all the bullying and stuff going on. And I started watching the third season, and she was in the room while I was watching it. And then she just says, "Okay, we got to watch the whole series." So we watched the whole <laughs> in one sitting, and she was just like, "Wow, yeah, yeah. It, it's a pretty anti-bully show." I it mean, is. It, it is an anti-bully it, show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, even though they're in there, they're, the the stance is pretty against it. Um, well, it it's kind of like Roland and I talked about storytelling once, and it's kind of like you know you hear that saying, "Subvert your expectations," which is like. Yeah. To a certain um, franchise in the galaxy far, far away, <laughs> with varying uh, success, you know, and um, and I think we were talking about it. And it was like, 
it's kind of like imagine, like Roland said on a good day, it's like imagine getting a banana, a, a bowl of ice cream, and somebody puts a banana on top, and it's a banana split, right? That, yeah. That's, that, that's subverting your expectations in a good way. Whereas other franchises, it's like you get a bowl of ice cream, and then somebody kicks you in the groin, and that's, that's <laughs> not a good subversion of expectations. <laughs> but um, Kai subverts it in the right way. Yeah. yeah. The Johnny character is hilarious. Some of his one-liners absolutely just kill me. Yeah, I uh, the guy and I saw I think I, I saw the guy play Johnny at one at a convention. Oh yeah. I never get anything signed. I just go into the celebrity area and go look around. I'm like, I know that guy, I know that guy in that league because you don't want to get you just look at him? I just basically <laughs> look at him like, oh there he is. Because they go like, Do you want to get stuff signed that costs money? I'm like, nah, I don't really want to. That's but kind I can of see him. That's, that's kind of stalkery of you, isn't it? Isn't it though? I kind of just think hey, he look, knows, that's you know, the dude that does this. <laughs> look, I don't see any reason. They didn't say you couldn't use binoculars in the convention, so I don't see any. <laughs> Are you sure you used them in the convention or? Yeah, I was behind behind that mobile bush or... I took in with me. And standing across the street, looking in their hotel window. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, once you steady yourself hanging from the rope from the building across, the street, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I just, I don't, I'm kind of weird. Like, I, I see celebrities, and I'm like, you know, people are like you should go meet him. I'm like, well. I saw him in a movie. Like, I saw John Cusack and his sister, Joan. And I, I'm a big fan of John Cusack. Oh, you should go you. say hi to him. What would I say to these people? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're just people. I mean, they start in a movie. It doesn't mean I know them. Yeah. So. I really like your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. you did a really good job playing that thing on that thing. <laughs> yeah, I just never know what to say. So I'm like, no, I, I saw him. So well, I've seen lots of famous people, but I've never met many of them. We did meet Anthony Michael Hall and the other guy from Weird Science. They had like the whole cast from Weird Science. We did meet them in person and talk to them, and they're both really nice. So, yeah, it was um, I heard somebody say on a on a podcast that um, that, that like their solution is when they go and talk to a celebrity, they say I appreciate, and they pick the worst role that they've ever done or the most, <laughs> and, and that it kind of breaks the ice. So the guy I was saying he went to see um Frank Frank Langella, you know the the acclaimed actor, and um, he, he goes. I'm a big fan of your work. And he goes, oh, thank you. He goes, I loved you in the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. Frank <laughs> 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 Langella was like, hey, F, F off, you know? But, but it Oh, broke, no. But no, no, but I mean, like, in a playful... In a playful yeah, he joke. got the okay. joke. Yeah, yeah, and it uh. kind, of, kind of broke. <laughs> and I think he said, like, he, there's another actor, Steve Zahn, and he went to Steve Zahn, and he's like, oh, I, I love your work. And he goes, oh, thank you. He goes, yeah, I loved it in, when you were in Red Tide for, uh, you know, Crimson Tide for, like, Five minutes and then got hit in the head with an explosion and died. <laughs> Just broke the ice. Wubba's chiming in. Wubba's saying he's waiting. Yeah, where's Wubba? I know. I told him to come in. He, yeah. he, he says he's waiting for Lucifer season five, part two. And um, Jennifer Luter says, I do the same. Roland, Roland in, intimidates me. LOL. What? There is no reason for you to be intimidated by Roland. No. Yeah. I just it's, saw her like. Four hours ago, yeah, yeah. Oh, imitates. Oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, oh, you know, that was Brett. Brett, Brett, uh, Brett was explaining that uh, imitates, not intimidates. That's ah, yeah, because I was just saying, Roland's easy, man. He's just always weak on his left. Just go to the right, and he's you know, just take him down, <laughs> just gut punch him. <laughs> um, and, and Jennifer also says, uh, You should have seen me when I met Spock, I was a mess. 
And that, that's, that's probably because he's Leonard Nimoy, not Spock. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I met I met Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, when I was like six years old. Oh, that's and, cool. And I, I was and I, in Hawaii, and he was outside of a movie theater, and he was doing signatures. And at six years old, right, the way you interpret this is like, this is Mr. Miyagi. And I'll never forget, I gave him, he had like a headshot that he was signing. He goes, okay, who do I make this out to? Curtis, he goes, how do you spell that? I said, K, and he looks at me, he's looking right in my eyes. And I, he goes, okay, K. And then I just froze up, I go, K. And he looks at me, he goes, yes, K, and I, K. And then he's like, okay, and then I go, oh, K-U-R-T-R-S. And everybody started laughing, but I was so intimidated. Cause was like, Mr. Miyagi was staring in my eyes, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> He's such a funny guy in real life. Like Caparita. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. But in real life, you see him outside. It's so funny because you hear his original voice. He's he's got like just a straight American accent. He's just like the lowest key guy. Every time I see enemies, he's just like this sort of matter of fact. There's a documentary coming out about him. And there's all this. That's really out there. Like like supposedly one of the things they say in the trailers, the first nine years of his life, he was in like a, a cast from the waist down. He couldn't oh, wow. because of some health wow. issues. And then as soon as he got out of the cast, he immediately went into the Japanese internment camps. That was how he lived his childhood. Oh, wow. So he had a, I mean, it's, I'm really curious about this documentary, but it sounds like he had a really, really rough life. I think so, the one, the one celebrity, I didn't see him. I saw his show and I got kind of starstruck. Say you don't get starstruck. It was George Carlin. I'm a huge George mm-hmm. Carlin fan. So when I got to see him a year, a year or two before he passed, that was huge for me um again he would be the he would be the one that would probably be the one if i met him i would be tongue-tied the other one strange enough i'd be tongue-tied this is really weird is olivia newton john <laughs> she was i had a huge crush on her and even seeing her today i'd be like uh uh, uh you're you're miss newton right you're, <laughs> yeah i would be tongue-tied with her so yeah i think uh, the closest i ever came um was um meeting uh, geezer butler um, when he came into the offices at Malibu because I was not expecting him there. Yeah. You know, it was just a total, someone said, hey man, Geezer Butler's here. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, Geezer Butler's here. I'm like, Geezer Butler, like Black Sabbath Geezer Butler? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, Black what is in the office? They're like, yeah. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm at Malibu offices. I'm dressed in short pants and a t-shirt that I bought from my one trip, my one trip to to uh, Tijuana, that had a a, a, a big fat woman uh, and and a big butt crack, and it said "crack kills." <laughs> oh um, god! And, and and my hair was really long, and it was in a ponytail, you, you know. And I'm like, I gotta meet Geezer, but I, ha- I actually have a photograph of of that, and I'm standing there with my hands in my <laughs> short pants pockets, going, uh, 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 "I'm beating Geezer Butler." <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think if I met anyone, any comic. I think the one, strangely enough, the one guy got kind of tongue tied because he he like you he surprised me was Larry Stroman. I didn't expect. Oh. It. he's like my one of my all. He's like my favorite artist. I walk by and I'm like, that's. I'm like, is that Larry Stroman? <laughs> and I was like, I came up and. And I'm like, he, he was kind of a, he was, he was funny. He's kind of a grumpy guy, but I kind of took it in strike. So that was funny. He's drawing. I'm like, dude, I love your art. And he's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, I, I love your Alien Legion and all that. And he's like, oh yeah, I'd love to do more. And I'm like, I was just looking at your artwork today. You're just amazing. He's like, yeah, cool. Like he just took it all in stride. I'm just gushing him. He's like, yeah, whatever kid. Bye. 
He was a nice guy. He was really a nice guy, but it was just I, he surprised me. I didn't expect to walk by his table, so I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. that's the woman!" So, yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't think past that first interaction, right? You know what you're going to yeah. say, and then after that, like, um, like we were we were at Comic Con a couple of years back, and we got to go to the Conan O'Brien show where they had uh, the whole cast of Breaking Bad, right? And so uh, it was it was cool. And then we're we're leaving. My wife and I are leaving, and we're about to cross the street, and the the, the caravan of all the stars goes by us. So all these limos are going by. You see Brian Cranston going by the limo. He's waving everybody. And then Aaron Paul, the guy that uh, plays uh, Je- Jesse on the Breaking Bad show, you know, the co-star. He His car comes up and stops right in front of me because they can't go further. It's in traffic. So I'm waving at him, and he's waving at me. And I'm waving at him. He's waving at me. And his car isn't moving. And then it was just like, I don't know what else to do. So we just kind of started <laughs> I could have crossed the street. So the whole time they're just like this. Yeah, it was like this. And then after this was done, it was just like, I, I got nothing else for you, man. You know? Um, Wubba's was chiming in. Wubba's was saying uh, the reason that he's not here is getting this cover uh, redo done. So he says he, he believes it counts for a, a hall pass. So I, yeah. I, I guess I hall pass. Excuses, excuses. What was like, no, what was really like, I didn't read anything in 2020. <laughs> I, I got to give a, a shout out to Wubba because I, I posted um my first drawing for my, my, my comic book. And within a couple of minutes, I got a message from Wubba. Wubba goes, hey, I can draw your character if you want. And I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, do you have reference? Well, Brazil, did you know me? I've been doing nothing but concepts. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, here's this three gigabyte reference yeah. folder here. Yeah, I right? know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went out with my wife for a little bit and we came back and he already had it done. And it was what? like, yeah, and it was so cool because wow. um, I had just been talking to my wife the week before I saw a video on YouTube about a video game that I, I designed all the characters for. Um, it came out, this, some guy in Britain did a whole review about the, about the video game and my characters and even talked about me in the video. Right. Wow. Yeah. And what wow. was really cool is it's a character I, I created in like 1996 and, um, Somebody redid the character design, like redrew it for the thumbnail for the YouTube video. So I, for that, it took me about almost what, almost thirty years to get somebody to do a fan art of something that I created, and I got Wubba to do a professional art piece of something I created within like three minutes. So, That's cool. Yeah, so I was I was really psyched, and I haven't. I'm going to share it online, but Wubba did a great job. Yeah, nice. I'm trying to think if I've got any fan art. I have my friends. I actually have gotten a cosplayer of my stuff. Blew me away. And I don't know if I've, I've told – so I, I do kids' books besides comic books, and uh, there was a little boy that dressed up as one of my, my main characters for my kids' book for his school. It was like your favorite character in the kids' book, and he chose mine, and I had the picture, and I was just like – kind of made like the entire reason I made the book. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome that he was like elementary, and he dressed up my character, and I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, so – I think I think in this day and age that, and I'm I'm sorry, Curtis, I'm hijacking it. I think in this day and age for me, I think that's one of the things that that it's like, what 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 do you wish for in your book? I think it'd be cool to see people dressing up as you know the characters that I work on at a, as cosplay, you know, um, because that's so you know there's so much of that going on now at conventions. Um, I just think, yeah, it would be cool. It'd be cool. Oh, look, you dressed up as mouse. How cool yeah. is that? You know, that somebody actually went out of their way to make the costume. Do yes. Thing. Right. Uh, which, yeah, yeah, it, it was it was pretty humbling. I mean, it's you yeah. know, when you when you I imagine experience it, it's just kind of like, oh, wow, 
that's that's cool. That's <laughs> I'm not worthy. That's that sort of thing you think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, but just chimed in again. He said that um, he did read this year. He read the Darth Bane trilogy. Lost oh, cool. Elric, Steel Air Souls. I love the Elric books. Wow, cool. Yeah, that's so, so good. And he says, oh, and the cat and mouse script. <laughs> well, that's all that matters anyway. <laughs> Finish with the best. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll tell you what, the... Wubba's doing some good stuff on the cat and mouse. Yeah. yeah. And I just got an email from him. He's like, he's like, I just uploaded. Uh, well, I said I just got an email. Obviously, I've been at a convention all day today, so I, I just got a message from him that said I uploaded page. I think he said eighteen. Eighteen is in the Dropbox, and I went, wait a minute. Okay, I don't do math very well. That's nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Holy crap, dude! It's four pages away from the end of the book. Ah! That's great. <laughs> how, was, how was the convention? Tell us about how it was the the land comic. Listen, it was so good uh it was uh, it started at 10 ended at four uh no no it's it it was good hours um it was it was packed from from opening door until about two o'clock and i'm i'm you know you guys know me enough i'm standing up there talking talking the whole time and and uh, we sold our first silver line poster today um, awesome. Yep, it was very, very cool. Brent, uh, Brent Larson was there with me, and so he was there um, selling and signing uh, Kalis, and I, I think he did uh, did did pretty well as uh, as as well. Um, but there was, yeah, there was a lot, and, and you know, for those of you who these things matter, I'm not saying everybody does. Everybody seemed to be wearing masks. Um, there were there was sanitize. Oh, I brought this big monstrosity, right? <laughs> there was a because because the convention organizer who's an awesome dude, right? Um, he asked all the vendors and, and people who were at a table, he said, please bring hand sanitizer and put it on your table. Right. And, and I'm like, uh, well, I don't want to bring hand sanitizer for it, but I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. So, um, so we did, we put it there and I actually saw people, they would walk by and they would, you know, get some hand sanitizer and wipe it on their hands. I'm like, and then they just walk right past the table. <laughs> <laughs> but you know everybody was uh you know everyone was behaving as far as you know now social distancing uh, that's hard it, to do in there because it it's, is yeah yeah but the mask but, you know yeah yeah every, like i said everybody had on mask everybody uh everybody was using the hand sanitizer it looked like uh, pretty generously um it didn't look like anybody was because i saw it was on like every table and uh, like I said, I, I saw several people come by our table, get it, and not even stop at our table. So, um, so I, I, you know, I think they were doing that kind of everywhere. So um, it was you should have been like a, you should have been like a pitch for a squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was it uh, oh, I got. You, listen, I don't know if I can show this to you, y'all. I got the greatest. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna use this on one of our podcasts or, or one of our, our streams. I got. Uh-huh. The, you guys are gonna love this. It's not gonna be. Come on, stupid thing. This is why I don't carry these things. I wish I get you on. Well, um, you're looking for that. Um, Wubba chimed in. He said he's waiting for Cat and Mouse script number two. Shh, don't say that so loud. <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Luders chimed in. She said the convention was really good. She sold two frames of originals, and she said to roll. And sorry. No, 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 no. Okay, here we go. So, so right. Wubba's – go ahead. Yeah, all right. I'm going to try to carefully do this. Put my microphone up here so it can be, so hopefully you can hear it because it's not going to be easy. 
Now, I'm going to hold this up here. Cute. Yeah, yeah, you ready? Yeah. You got a little bit of camera. Say it loud. Make my summer wine! <laughs> Thank you. That is perfect. Is that not cool? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, he outdid all of us. Okay. Um, and we can put that at the end of every show. You know? <laughs> well, I did. I asked the mom because uh, because the grandfather was there, and uh, and, and we he he, he we were gonna, he and I were talking a bit a, uh, a bunch, and uh, then the, then the kid did it right because because yeah. I because I yeah I gave him one of the bracelets yeah and uh, I said do you know what it says and he said no what does it say and I said it says make mine silver line and he went make mine silver line and I'm like oh my gosh can I record that and then I recorded <laughs> it and then I'm like. Oh my gosh! Can I use this? He goes, "Well, let me go ask his mom." So he went and got his mom, right, and come over and and and, and she told her what happened. She goes, "Oh yeah," she goes, "She goes, I'm a cosplayer. Go ahead and use it. Go ahead and use it." I'm like, "I just I need to make sure you're saying yeah. yes. Yeah. I can put this on my stream." Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm like, "I'm going to do it then." But yeah, kid, you just won the convention today. Yeah, yeah. Just, we, we try to say it with enthusiasm when we go like, "Make mine." What, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, down there, like, make mind you know yeah some somebody you, you guys will appreciate this somebody uh, uh somebody today you know because you know we hand these out right somebody today looked at it and goes oh make my marvel uh you know that was the thing right that was to make my marvel i'm like uh yeah. that's the point <laughs> i was yeah. i was much i was much nicer but yeah. i'm like duh that's the whole point you idiot yeah so, but yeah I'm like, you don't get one. Give it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you used to sit there and she said, well, here's your no prize, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were there a lot of vendors there today? I mean, as far as was it a pretty yeah. decent show? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge show, um, yeah. but it's it's probably – Okay, let me try to put it in perspective here. You know you know, size of a, a, like a basketball gym, right? Just, yeah, yeah. Ju- just the floor. Okay. Okay. So just the floor. It's probably about five floors. Oh, you know, okay. yeah, um, and so yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty sizable. Um, the small lots lots yeah. of comics. I bought uh, I bought some dollar books. Uh, let's see if I can get to them. Yeah, because sometimes the smaller shows, if you show up with like you know, um, uh-huh. you know strutting your stuff at smaller shows, you can get a lot of business because they're smaller. Sometimes if the shows are bigger, you get lost in the crowd. Yes, that's 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 true. So I'm jealous you got to go to conventions. We don't have them up here yet. Uh, that's because I live in Florida, dude. Oh, we're like, that's supposed we're to mean like, you got something that gets washed the state. No, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. No, no, no it's we're like no, it's plague. Okay. No, we're like plague. What plague? Let's go! Woohoo! Yeah, that's so, pretty much. The right on crocodiles. Yeah, got me an old uh, cool. War of the Worlds. Yep, got me an old. Uh, what happened? Scout. Oh, Barbara's okay, taking right. over your stream. Barbara. Got me an old scout. I was like, I did something. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, I'm coloring it, so I figured I'd just throw it up there. Oh, I was going to say, whoa, who's who's doing this? <laughs> I saw Barb, Barb take a minute off, so I figured I'd oh, okay. chime in. And then I got uh, I got Omega. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's old uh, old uh, Steve Gerber. Nice. So, um. Yeah, you know, I, I can't I can't resist the dollar boxes. It's, and you I, never and know I re- what you're gonna find in there. Well, that's it, and I didn't get a chance to shop as much as I wanted to. Um, I really I really wanted to shop more. 
but uh, I mean, it's good because it means that you know I was I was I was busy. So it's funny after going to conventions, starting to go to conventions more. It feels weird to actually go to a convention just to go as a as a you know somebody uh-huh. to shop and hang out. You feel like you need to get back to your table or something, but you don't have to. You could just relax and wander around. Yeah, yeah. I like your, I like your your character, uh, Curtis. I know. And, you know, it's cool, funny. Right? I didn't. So uh, his it's uh, yellow and black. That's uh, that's pretty. Yeah, correct. Are there any other colors besides? No, that's kind of the. It's almost like a like a ninja kind of kung fu kind of character. Mm-hmm. So I I played with all sorts of colors, but I kind of just figured those would kind of kind of pop. You know. Yeah. Well, they're, they're like the most contrasting colors: black and yellow. Yeah, like traffic signs, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> traffic signs. Is that his battle cry when he jumps in the battle? Does he yell "yield" or something? <laughs> yield. <laughs> yeah, slow, slow to traffic, villain. Slow traffic. <laughs> Sharp curve ahead. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, t- Tommy, man, he blew my blew my socks off. I was like, I was so happy when he sent it. I, I was like, like I said, it was I was more happy with this than my PS5, and I'm very happy with my PS5. <laughs> Has anybody on here ever had their stuff inked or colored by somebody, and it turned out really bad, and you didn't have the heart to tell them? Ooh, well, should you say that on the live stream? I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, you know, we're li- we are. I'm live. not gonna not, name names, not but people, I mean, uh... not naming names. I mean, Just... I've been doing I've been doing this for over 30 years, so there's not gonna be you know total happiness over the course of 30 years. Yeah. So you're gonna you're, you're gonna run into some duds at some point, but I'm not gonna name names. Yeah, I would never name it. There was one I, I had years ago. Somebody painted one of my things, and and I did all this detail, and he made it all like dark and kind of focused. And I'm like, yeah, but you painted all all over my drawing. It's it's all <laughs> dark now. I mean, where is it? You know. Uh, yeah, I tell you, one of the one of the one of the most frustrating things as a, an editor was. Um, <sighs> Dealing with some some of the prima donna pencilers, uh, <laughs> Barb's like, yeah, and, you know, it, it wasn't unusual that you'd get a penciler and then you'd you'd send out, you know, oh this this I know this inker would look good over that, you right? Because that's part of your job as an editor, right? Now you're not always right, but you know, you're like, oh, and then you get it and you get it back, and you're like, holy, cr- look at this, it looks so good, and you send it to the penciler, knowing that they're just going to jump up and down, they're going to yeah, yeah, he doesn't get me, like. What the heck does that even mean? He doesn't get me, right? Yeah. What do you mean he doesn't get you? This looks fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like his lines on uh, over my pencil. He just doesn't get what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, dude, everybody in the office loves this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who, who, who else can you talk to about inking my stuff? <laughs> oh yeah. I recently showed. I, I submitted a sample years and years ago over uh, Sal Valuto over a, a book he was doing. For DC and submitted it for consideration to, to get the job. And I did not get the job. And, and about a year ago, I ran across that sample and I sent it to Sal. And he's like, oh my God, why didn't you get this job? I'm like, I love it. He says, well, I it's kind of like I heard, I kind of, I heard uh, Mike Grell. Uh, uh, he, uh, he had issues with anchors in general and I heard there were stories like sometimes anchors he'd only do like 40% of the work and the anchor would do the other 60 yeah well uh, and, and you've got to also realize that <laughs> that uh, editors had had their own stables too at, at DC yeah. and Marvel oh yeah 
they had their favorites as well. So even if my my inks were obviously what Sal loved them, and he goes, I don't know why you weren't picked to to to, to ink this because these are beautiful, but you know, I didn't have the 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 clout. I didn't have the end. Yeah. And a lot of and a lot of uh, editors had their own stables of favorites that they'd like mm -hmm. to go to. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, one thing, uh, you know, and I know we talked about this uh, here on the stream before, and I know we talked about it a bunch today at the at the show. Is like, you know, a, a lot of times fans will look at art, will look at comics, and they're like, well, why? When well, I'm going to use any names, but they're like, why is this artist getting work, but this artist over here is really, really, really good? Why? Why is that artist not getting any work? <clears throat> well, the answer is often as simple as that artist who's really, really good that you really, really love can't not cannot ever, ever, ever make a deadline. Right, mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah, that might that may look beautiful and it may look good, and the and the editor might really really want to use them, but the editor also has to get a book out, yep. and so you it's know a it's a business. Like, it is a business, and people forget that. Yeah, Walter well, well, just chimed in. Um, oh, he said he said I'm doing a good job, so thanks, Walter. And he liked drawing the character, and he says uh, in regards to working with people that it doesn't work out, he said he pleads the fifth. So. <laughs> yeah so yeah. The, the, is this picture the one you're doing is this the one webber did or is this is this your artwork um, no, this is my, my drawing this is um it's kind of like a pinup that i did just um with cat and mouse and yeah, mm -hmm. like an announcement kind of pinup you know so so yeah do you so, think you'd use this for one of the covers um maybe or or something promoting <laughs> yeah yeah i would think like a variant cover maybe like a poster or something yeah that'd be kind of fun are you suggesting Curtis put cat and mouse in his story? You know, it almost looks, I mean, the way they have him in there, it's almost like, <laughs> it seems to fit. They both had the martial arts background or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, I think I've seen your uh, concept sketches, but this is the first yeah. like pinup I've seen of, uh, is it's ghost, ghost, shadow, shadow, shadow ghost. Shadow ghost. Okay. And, um, but he's with the other characters. I don't think I've seen a picture of him alone. So now I'm starting to think like, yeah, maybe he should team up with them. <laughs> I, I've got uh, I've got an old illustration uh, Curtis did of uh, Cat and Matt. And Curtis is like, no, no, Roland, we're friends. Don't do this. I, I worked really hard to remove myself from that drawing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we then we have to see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that being said, I was telling Roland it was like you know an exciting moment for me because I haven't really shared any of the stuff that I've been working on. I've been developing this for a long time. So to be able to have Roland um, help me, you know, kind of guide me with the story and kind of give me advice, you know, Cat and Mouse, one of my favorite comic books growing up. And then to be able to draw Cat and Mouse in this drawing and get Tommy to ink it or, you know, you know, Tommy, Barb, all these people I've known for decades now. It's like, I'm, I'm still a fan, you know, deep down. There's, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great experience. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I think we're all still fans, and I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of why we're here every Sunday night, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the thing too is, it's, it's meeting your your favorite heroes and stuff. It's like, you know, how many times have you met a celebrity or an artist mm -hmm. or a creator, and you realize that you like their creation not as much as you you like them less than their creation? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. I plead, I plead the fifth on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I think with, yes. with the Silverline crew, it's 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 uh, it's rewarding, and everybody you know is really cool, and that's that's not common. 
Yeah. I didn't want to say anything to you, Curtis, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and I got to talk about that a little bit. I got to brag on, 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 on you guys tonight um, or, or today at the show. It's like, you know, we were talking about, you know, one guy was talking about his stuff and and is like, you know, he can't just, you know, he can't seem to build excitement and, and that kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, I think part of what what is, is working, it seems to me, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I said, I think part of what's working with Silverline is that, you know, we're 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 quote unquote meeting regularly you know we we meet every we we meet every sunday night and we hang out and we we stream it of course but we meet every sunday night and we hang out wednesday wham these guys meet every wednesday and sometimes we have some you know some crossover stuff but you know we get we hang out and we we talk shop we talk comics we we have fun this is what you know this is what i imagine the bullpen might have been like in the in the 60s you know and 70s um, you know, we, we, we get to, to talk about that thing that, that we enjoy as well as some of, you know, a bunch of other things while we're, while we're doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely reminds me of being like an art studio and stuff, hanging out with your friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I imagine this is what the bullpens are too. Or, I mean, we're even kind of almost replacing, I guess nowadays, this is what we like to replace when we're hanging out in the comic shop which a lot, yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that. But now the comic shops can't do that as much. So it's more it's like Roland and I were talking, you know, um, you know, we always harken back to Malibu because that was such a, a great yeah. time. And you you try not you want to recapture the magic of something knowing that you can't replicate the exact same scenario. Right. Um, but I will say that knowing you folks and meeting once a week and doing all this stuff on Silverline, I mean it's that same kind of magic, you know, and that it's very special, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, it's, uh, let's say greater than the sum of the equal parts. I don't know why, <laughs> yeah. because you guys are awesome, but it's, it's, yeah. it's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to this every week. Yeah. The, uh, Sunday, um, hanging out with you guys. I mean, it's, I have some friends. I actually have a friend who's actually starting to get into comics and I told him, I said like, well, I'm going to bring over a bunch of silver line comics for him. Cool. Yeah. And I'm going to pimp us to him. <laughs> and, uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, and, and I tell them, you know, I'm like, hey, man, you know, the first, the first one's always free, but that's right. Yeah, got to pay afterwards, you know. Uh-huh. Well, and that's why, you know, that's kind of why, you know, I, I want us to grow one reader at a time. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I know that we do the variants and all that kind of stuff, and 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 you know, me personally, I'm not really chasing the collectors. Um, I, I mean, it's with print on demand and Kablam, our relationship with Kablam is so easy to do. So there's no reason yeah. not to do it. But, uh, you know, I want us to get readers. I want us to get readers who are, you know, like I've kind of heard before is, that, you know, people said, man, I read Divinity. When's that second, you know, when's the second issue coming out? You know, they, they're, they're, they want it. And that's, the, you know, to me, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear people saying, you know, hey, I, I, when's that second issue coming? You know, when, when, when are you going to guys going to do that you know somebody asked me about fryer rush today and i'm like <laughs> i'm like well i think john uh, john heard me talking about it right because he said hey he, he said he well i answered you I, well yeah, i answered you this morning at freak at five o'clock in the morning oh well i i i woke up this morning and psh, i was out the door i didn't check any emails or messages or anything like that so uh so when we when we we're doing it here's page had, 24 right here Woohoo! that's very cool so yeah um, so there's there's the answer, and I think I even I was able to say it live. So, um, yeah, that to me that excites me that that people are saying, when's the next one coming out? 
you know, I, I'm ready for the next one. Well, I think the cool thing is everybody here, of course, it sounds kind of redundant, but likes to make comic books, but we're really here just to make comic books. There's no agenda, Mm-mm. no message other than we like right. comic books and we're here to make comic books. And when are yes. trying to take overtake the world? You yeah. guys got to tell me this stuff. I got to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> well Pink, so, pinky in the brain. It has is. Ever, has everybody seen Dr. Horrible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes from there is he goes, the world is a mess and I just need to rule it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> easy. It's one of my favorite quotes from that thing. I still remember the, uh, I don't know. Now I, was, I was thinking of something. I was trying to think of something. No, I'm thinking that that's my problem. I get in trouble with thinking. Yeah. We got a couple of things in the chat here. Um, Wubba says, Shadow Ghost, Cat and Mouse, and Sniper Rook should throw down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ultimate uh, street-level uh, silver line battle. Man, no kidding. Uh, Jennifer Luter says, what do you think, wh- what do you pros think of someone using traditional art to make a comic book? I love that stuff. I've seen people, I've, I've checked out some uh, comics from the library strange enough when i go to the library i found tons of comics that i never find in comic stores and i don't know why but i found one that was using almost like cubism type oh. art for the comic just really different things so i've seen it done and it's really really cool effects sometimes people do so, some really amazing stuff i would say define traditional art yeah i would yeah. say what, what does that mean exactly i'm not really sure what, what um is- back when i was working with innovation um there, the, the, there was a book uh, interview with a vampire, Anne Rice's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that was fully painted. It was so gorgeous. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the guy that did it, although he's on my friends list. Right? Uh, you know, Curtis, you remember we did uh, Necroscope with uh, Brian Lumley's Necroscope. Um, I think Martin Powell did the adaptations, um, pa- fully painted by Derek Gross. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember too, there was um there was a, a really cool Havoc and Wolverine miniseries called Meltdown that was all done in watercolors. Yeah. Um, I, I I will confess I'm not a huge fan of, of painted comics. Hmm. Um I, I uh I don't mind the, 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 the painted covers, like the Boris cover was great. Dave Dorman does some fantastic oh, yeah. you know, uh, painted covers. Uh, Alex obviously Ross. Al, yeah, I was yeah, I was going there, obviously him. But even Alex Ross's uh, uh, interior work, I'm just not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, I should say you can look at it and you can take elements and you can say, this is really beautiful. But it's like, ah, it's, I find it, often I find it very stiff, very posed. um, And I just, I just don't like it very much for the interior work, you know? Yeah. It's impressive somebody could do that. I think that one of the only people that paint comics that i like is dan burrington and he did mm. he, he does his own series called nocturnals yeah he did but that with malibu yeah he's yeah he's a very uh loose painter though yes. which i think i think gives that sort of energy i mean and alex ross is a very i mean tight painter Photo, it looks photorealistic great. i would say right yeah. and i he like dan burrington pushing those sort of like that looseness of stuff that i thought was almost like watercolor and acrylic i'm not sure his his complete medium but he was one that actually really did like his his artwork yeah and i totally forgot the original nocturnals was malibu wasn't mm-hmm. it yeah he's well, he actually... i know simone paints all his when he worked he did wolverine and x-men when he painted astonishing x-men he painted all that 
he, he oh, paints on his. Are they, uh, there was a guy like digitally painted or or traditionally. No, he 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 traditionally paints. Okay. And uh, uh, Ricardo uh, Fracetti, he paints everything that he does. Like he's working on the Last God, uh, or uh, what is it? Is it the Last God? Uh, he's he's done. He's in, oh crap, where is it? I think it's The Last God. I mean, his art, his, it's insane. I started out as a painter. That's how I got Yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah, I remember remember you talking about that. That's Mm -hmm. how you got with ElfQuest. Yep, I was hired by Warp Graphics to do a, a... A convention piece for them as a as an acrylic painter and from that I morphed into doing inking so I mean if you can if you see painting type techniques in my coloring that's why yeah I, 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 I especially in the sky the way you did the sky I can see that um, the other one I, there was a book I need to I read them from the library I need to buy them called Beasts of Burden by Dark Horse and I I'm going to say I think Jill Thompson has something to do with them. But these animals, but that one looks mm-hmm. hand-painted. Maybe it could be digital. They, you know, digital painting can sometimes mimic pretty well traditional. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that one. But I, I think I'm with Roland. I, I usually like a looser, more energetic style. Mm-hmm. I'm actually starting to enjoy comics that actually stray more towards flat colors. Like the way yeah. is is like, like the two-tone colors. That's the way I color my stuff a lot. And I really enjoy that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that anime kind of, you know. Vibe. That's the stuff that I really enjoy. Oh, we got yeah. the chat. The chat's been. Uh, we got quite a few messages, so let me just uh, chime in here, guys. Um, so Quentin J. Bedwell says the streams. Quentin. Yeah, he says the streams have definitely got me excited about the entire operation, uh, the com- the camaraderie, and zero ego clashes. Well, you haven't seen the after show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they run me out of here. Yeah. yeah, and and, and Quentin, I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, I know that I got a I got a folder to look at, so please, please know that. And the uh, stuff Roland says about me, I, we can't air that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. alone, right? And, and, and I'm surprised Aaron's still here every Sunday. <laughs> I just like the abuse. I enjoy it. Uh, Rubba says, uh, um, that he's as far as traditional, he's all for it. For uh, Jennifer, he says it's just harder to do lately. When balancing a regular day job, mm, and, yeah. Uh, Jennifer says that um, she says I use color pencil, traditional ink using quill and, and twig, quill pen and twigs, um, and watercolor with illustration, and mixed media. Yeah, it, it, I, you know I will say about this, you know, Divinity the first issue was colored, um, very very 1980s yeah. traditional. You know, gray line, blue line kind of thing. In yeah. that, uh, Steve Matson colored with with markers and dyes and pencils, and you could look a lot of look a lot of that stuff uh, from the 1980s that was colored that way. I, I think it's still, you know, I think Divinity Number One is a proof that it can still work today. Yeah. Because um, you know what what he did was colored it that way and then just scanned it in, and I think he tweaked it. I think his daughter tweaked it uh, a little bit. I'm not sure what, exactly what they did. Um, but you know, um, I, I think with our technology today, if that is the way you color, you could still do that. You know? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, I do. I know I draw, and if I if I ink my comics, like when I ink my kids' books, I do that by hand. Mm. Eventually, I'll go completely digital. I would assume. 
I don't know. I guess I'm kind of staving off the the paycheck to get a Cintiq. I know the iPads work, but to get a Cintiq, well, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. I can still do it by hand. But digital, uh, I think if you can do traditional, I still think there's a difference. Like I noticed when I saw Divinity One. I mean, I love. I thought it looked great color wise. I mean, you could see it almost kind of made me miss, like kind of like tear up. Like I miss the good old days when I used to do this. You know. <laughs> as far as inking traditional, yeah, I mean that's. I I've done that for 30 years and I still yeah. do, although I find it faster to do it digitally now. Yeah, yeah. And I think also that trade-off we've talked about before where like, if you want to sell pages, right. You know, right. that sort well, of stuff. And, and I, and I, to me, you know, I love that idea. I love that, that you guys can say, you know, the artist can say, Hey, this is a, this is probably a page that, that somebody might be interested in owning the physical, mm-hmm. the original. Right. So I'm going to do it in the traditional media where, you know, this is a page of, of you know the three guys walking down the street. So, you know, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it digitally. Yeah, I have a tendency to mix the the issues up. I'll I'll pull out four or five pages that are pretty um, yeah. dynamic, and I'll ink those by hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's perfect. I think that's great. And I'll go to town with digitally with the rest because I can I can do it like twice the speed as I can do it by hand. I thought about getting an iPad because I know that's probably it, it seems like a very good solution if you can't do a Cintiq or whatever. The iPad with Procreate seems to be a more cost effective solution to that. So, um, Wubba, Wubba agrees that Dan Brereton's amazing. Uh, he also likes Beasley, you know, Simon Beasley. Um, oh, Beasley, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quentin J. Bertles says, um, me neither. I like the classic inks. I It just jumps out and just makes the entire medium to me now, but I don't mind painterly colors. And um, Jennifer uh, also says, it almost looks like a children's book style. Oh, interesting. Um, she's trying to figure out if it's okay if I fit. Um, and and uh, uh, don't buy a Cintiq. I use a Surface 7 or an X-Pen on the computer. Both much cheaper and just okay. As- cool. Uh, I have to look in. I know there's some good alternatives out there. I would oh, say yeah. as far as like if you're Ooh, if you're worried, yeah, because it nice. seemed like oh oh yeah, I saw that that cover earlier. That was awesome. Yeah, this is going to be on the Kickstarter at some point. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get those uh, added tomorrow. I would say if you can do traditional and it works and you like it, mm-hmm. I think at independent comics, if you could stand out, if your story fits and stand out, go for that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think there's things that are stylistic were based on necessity. I mean, this, you know, now this is an artistic decision to do something like how I'm doing it very graphically. It's not yeah. necessary. In fact, you know, um, you can do things even, you know, watercolor pencils, like she was saying. This yeah. is all made up because it was required because of the printing process back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and I, mean, I think also um, a good example <laughs> of somebody who I think bucked trends in the independent. Uh, field a little bit was the guy who did mouse guard because he had almost he pushed a little more of this not sort of realistic but more of this child book aesthetic with the painting and the art and then of course he actually changed the actual format it was more of a square book like a kid's book that was a comic book so he, and he actually became really popular so i think if you if it, you do it right and the artwork fits the story and everything yeah i definitely would push it do what fits the story and what you like i have some um, of his original art up on my wall here do you mm-hmm. yeah he, I don't know what happened to him. He kept doing stuff, and then all of a sudden, he just kind of—I don't know if he went into role-playing games or whatever. I haven't seen any new Mouse Guard stuff for a good while. At least mm, not yeah. from him. You know, there's another one kind of along those lines. Uh, talking about painting, 
uh, book called Scurry. Have you, have you guys seen that? It's an independent book. No. Uh, and and it's, it's fully painted. My problems with Scurry, and, and of course, you know, we're not doing reviews. My problems with Scurry are, are story related. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a good looking book, you know. It's yeah. uh it's a good looking book, and it's all. If I'm not mistaken, I had to go get it. Um, uh, it's 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 all it's fully painted, and I don't know whether it's digital or traditional or not. But you know, yeah. it, it has that painted look on the page. Computers are getting good enough that I mm-hmm. I can't necessarily tell. Some I yeah. can, but I I can't always tell. It used to be you could tell right away, but not anymore. Um, sometimes a telltale way to give away like digital inks is strangely enough sometimes where the the lines don't match like if you look at shadow ghost hat right here like mm-hmm. in some of the corners of the square in the hat like the like the lines don't completely match up which is a style light it's it's a style but you can kind of tell that's a telltale sign of a digital ink line instead of a traditional ink line because most traditional ink lines will start from that point and connect them if that makes any sense that's mm-hmm. some things what i've seen in digital inks i'm like okay that, that's digitally inked huh interesting I don't know that I would have ever caught that. Yeah, like the lines kind of overlap sometimes. Yeah. Don't always connect that perfectly. So, um, Wilbur chimes in. He says, "I don't sell pages, so the hand done pages will be Silver Lion Kickstarter books." Oh, those are that sweet, excellent. Yeah, and uh, Jennifer Luter says she owns all, all those. I think she was talking about the, the mouse guard. Mouse guard, yeah. It's a I good example too. of somebody who's bucking trends and really made it successful. Yeah. I do too. I have a ball. I, I'm I'm much more if you're doing independent stuff, do something different or unique. Uh so many I think people independent try to chase, you know, what's mainstream and kind of get lost in the shuffle of the mainstream. And if you can stand out more, I think that's a little more power to you. It could be a higher risk, but if it pays off, it could be a bigger payoff. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying with Divinity. I mean, it's it, I'm t- kind of kind of merging two different kind of storytelling ideas that the whole action genre and a soap opera genre. Yeah, which you know, strange enough, the X Men were perfect. He, oh yeah, he was classic at doing that. Which you don't see a lot of books do that now, but back in the day, that's what I mean. That was the big hook. If you can pull that off, it is a hook. So I'm just watching Curtis color. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun to to color something and then like to draw it, then have somebody can jump back to the colors because it's kind of like reinterpreted, you know. Yeah. So, so Curtis, is, this is the first time you've actually streamed art. Yeah. Well, yeah, I it? think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hiding in the back, lurking in the background this whole time. Ah, well, you know, we we just got to make sure this is not the last time. No, no, I'm 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 busy these days, so I'd be <laughs> cool. Yeah, I haven't done it very often either. Yeah. No, you haven't. You were um you were a bit gunshot early on. I, I was, I am. I still I am. Bet. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was because we, we felt like we were all just sitting around chatting that made you a little bit more comfortable. Nah, there wasn't anybody else available, so I jumped in. <laughs> she took one for the team. I did. Yeah. I'm I were I am nervous about working in front of people. I have a tendency to Bar- Barb's like took took one for the team. I took that 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 one for the team. <laughs> I remember I used to have a comeback for every time somebody asked me what I was drawing. I'm not saying it was the nicest comeback, but I'm saying I said it. Everybody asked me what I was drawing. It's like, who are you drawing? What are you drawing? I'd always say your mom. 
<laughs> and just had that sort of look on their face, and I'm like, well, you asked. Because I, I was like, if you can't tell what I'm drawing, then I guess I failed in a way. Unless unless the drawing's really early, and then, then that's different. I have performance so. anxiety. I'm sure you guys know what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Barb, Barb, why would you say that? <laughs> Well, I hope all the kids are putting that <laughs> I'm sure you guys know what that is. <laughs> oh man. You can't you can't throw stuff out there like that. Nah, I can't just, no comeback to that, but God knows I have a lot. <laughs> we don't want to get kicked off YouTube again. <laughs> I already did that once. Yeah, you should be trying to get us off YouTube. Yeah, I know. <laughs> If you haven't put your kids to bed, uh, now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is the after hour show now. <laughs> oh, man. Loba chimed in. He said, um, the belt on the Shadow Ghost is a pain. Yes, I agree. Um, it, it was funny. I, when I was designing the character, um, Loba, I was looking at some of the, the best character designs. And what I realized is a lot of them, what they'll do is they'll have like a lot of simple parts. And then you have one part that's super complex. Like some like like Batman is actually a fairly simple design, but then his belt is complex. Or if you look at the character designs, yeah. Metal Gear Solid, a lot of really good designers do that. So that's kind of what I was going for. I said, okay, I make something kind of complex, um, but the rest of it won't be won't be as hard. I was just thinking of torture him. They don't get out that easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but says he's still gun shy about live streaming, which you shouldn't be, you know. But yeah. um, very much. One thing that I did actually, and kind of like to show the sausages made, is I actually, when I colored this, I specifically did the background today um, before the show and, and left the characters alone, knowing that I would go fast through the characters. That I'm, I'm very instinctive on the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I so- saved that through the live stream. And I did all this stuff in the background, like the color holds and all that, um, on my own time, you know, outside. So that's yeah. the, the trick I did. Um, yeah, and I've heard I've heard Roberta say that that she tries to uh, one well, Tommy too that he he'll, they'll try to if he knows that they're going to go stream he goes I'll try to do the boring stuff before and then right. do the stuff he goes and, and Tommy was talking he goes no one wants to see me just take, go line 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 for for buildings you know he goes it's yeah. boring he goes line 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 scritch, 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 line 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 he goes people want to see me do the figures the faces the the arms right. and stuff, the so. the hair yeah the hair yeah. If what bitch I streaming, just tell him like, look, I laugh at everybody, even Curtis. So I mean, don't don't take it any offense to it. Well, you know, it's funny. It's all about what you see is just as important as what, what you don't see. It's like um like John Wick. I was my students were talking about this footage of Keanu Reeves training for John Wick, right? And it's yeah. all shaking. It's done with the cell phone, and it looks phenomenal. And by looking at you, you think he's the expert marksman, the best martial artist in the world. And I said, well. They said, Sifu, all that, that footage is real. I said, yes, it is. But what you don't see is how many takes they did, right? Just yeah. yes. shot on a cell phone with a shaky camera doesn't mean they had to not do that 20 times before. And they picked that specific cherry moment to show right. the from behind the scenes. You know, it's it's all a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not going to show you that. They, I mean, Nothing that's why they is. don't show you whether, you know, he does a kick or something and trips and falls. I mean, they don't show that. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Totally. <sighs> but, um. Yeah, um, I don't. Quentin said something, but I don't quite follow. Whoa, Salta! I don't know what that means. And Jennifer goes, "What?" And uh, Wubba Wubba uh, praises <laughs> Barb for her 
for Razor Sharpets and Bark for the win. And uh, Quentin J. Better also makes the uh, smiley face emojis. So I think, I think I'm going to have to ask Brett if we can get one of those things. Uh, you know what they the 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 radios have that they go on the air that uh, they've got like the 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 ten second delay or whatever. So that if someone says something, they can go beep or excuse you. Know, you have to see. If well, we get then I'd be driving Only for then Barb. Then I'd be dropping you that phone. for me. <laughs> yeah. John, you've done really well, man. You really have. You guys, your conversations with John in live, you're going to say, holy crap, is this the same guy who streams? Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Also. You're going to say, did you just get out of the Marines? <laughs> Look, watch the history of swear words. <laughs> Wasn't that, this it, this it Nick Cage? Like, yes, it's awesome. Okay, I have to, that's on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I'll have to check that out. They open it straight out the gate, F-bomb. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to go for it, go all, you know. Right? Go, go all the way. You know, don't hold back. Um, well, well, you weren't here before we went I'm live, that bar. Roland. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> if Barb dropped one, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what we what we can't see is John's over there. He's got all of our names up there with little ticks by our names. <laughs> it's about time. It's about time. All right. Swear jar. Swear jar. Totally blew my whole image of Barb. Oh, now now I expect God. her to wear like, you know, mohawks and leather jackets and stuff on this new thing. Yeah. You could tell she's a rebel. I mean, look at that. Look at that face. Look at the way she holds herself. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got she's got itches, too. <laughs> Some sort of tick, something. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, run. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm sending Barb up to get his cut off again. He's like, Aaron, shut up. You're going to get his kicked off on Netflix. She's going to say something. <laughs> Netflix? <laughs> Uh, YouTube, YouTube, we should be on Netflix, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can't be in this industry for, uh, you know, 30 plus years without being a little bit, uh, with the, by being a nice, gentle lady. Let's put it yeah. that way. It doesn't uh, work that way. doesn't work that way. They'd but you know how hard men work to be completely obnoxious? I mean, you should appreciate the amount of effort and time you go into that. Aren't they born that way? <laughs> sometimes sometimes it takes practice <laughs> boy this really strayed <laughs> best of 2020 there we go <laughs> yes. so, the best of 2020 yeah. this is what happened so, how do the bubbles just stay there that's always been a, been a you know why don't they why don't they rise they're bubbles why don't they rise what are we looking at it's actually a clue <laughs> It's this is the hand sanitizer I took today oh. to the convention, and it's like the bubbles are there and they they don't they haven't moved because maybe is... that's what okay y'all know y'all seen Boondock Saints right yeah yeah all right yeah. everybody uh, well the Rocco when I met Rocco here in Memphis I I went up to talk to him after he was investigating a bottle of hand sanitizer 
Maybe that's what he was thinking to himself. He's like, why are the bubbles are so <laughs> Of course, I will tell you that his character and how he actually acts in like in person mm-hmm. is the exact same. Wow. Uh, yeah. No surprise. <laughs> um Barb's getting a lot of uh a lot of praise in the chat. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jennifer Luter says Barb is a ham. LOL. <laughs> She's a Midwesterner. We have potty mouths. <laughs> you know, I actually bought a font called Potty Mouth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask what it looks like. They're all the same size. What's all the same size? My food. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I heard it's all the same size. I'm like, wait, what's all the same size? That's TMI. <laughs> <laughs> Barb! <laughs> what? <laughs> it's terrible, terrible. Just terrible. You invited her on, Roland. <laughs> I, you don't be looking at any eyes. <laughs> wait, what What time's the clock say? Okay. Does this, does this mean I get, <laughs> I think it does is mean I get to get the maybe that's why. a little bit more? <laughs> Or Barb gets special privileges. Well, she hasn't actually used words. Yeah. You know, I mean, hers is hers is uh, 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 innuendo. You, oh, you I can may, do that. You may innuend all you like. <laughs> Double unkinder. Uh, I'll start. I'll start volleying them back and forth to Barb. Well, then we really will get kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Once is enough. Once so, seeing the time, Curtis, I do have to ask: um, Did we? Did you? Uh, you call out Daytona Beach? We we no. What we should? Oh. Would you? Would you yeah. please? Uh, thank you. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, we want to shout out to the Daytona Beach Comic Con for uh, being one of our sponsors. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic convention that it's really sort of uh, Silver Lines home convention. Uh, and I talked to the organizer today, and he said um, he was going because he's the he was at the uh, uh, Deland, and uh, said he was going to be in touch with me this week to work out some details. So hopefully we can kind of start planning for um, we can start planning for Daytona as Silverline as a group there, uh, which is very exciting. So uh, big shout out! We we will get a graphic up eventually that we can start putting up that that shows Daytona Beach Comic Con. Um, and that's that's going to be sometime uh, in October ish. Um, he doesn't have the dates yet, but I think he's probably going to get them pretty quick because the way he talked to me today is that uh, that was forthcoming. He he's not going to get his regular venue, and so he's I think he's I think because of that he's going to move pretty quickly on on something else. So a uh, huge shout out to uh, to Tom Rock and Daytona Beach Comic Con. We should talk about the Kickstarter too. Yes. Uh, let me refresh again. Um, make sure that I've got the most recent. It has gone up since I, I saw it uh, at the convention. Uh, our Kickstarter now stands at 69 backers at $1,859, which is 650, 650, 150, 6, 5, 6, which is 650-ish. Uh, I can't do that kind of math. $650 away from our goal. So uh, we have 13 days to go. So um, we're looking good, but you know, I'm always nervous when we're, 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 
until we meet goal, I always get nervous. So um, if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, yeah, I'm going to back it later. Please go ahead and back it. Just, just, just pull the trigger, hit back right now, get her done. Um, so Roland can sleep at night. That's right. Uh, so you, you, you saw Barb held up the, the, the cover uh, that is done by, uh, 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 penciled by Peter Clinton and Barb inked it. This is going to go up as a as a reward probably tomorrow. Um, I'm dog tired today, so I'm going to go to bed pretty soon after this thing, and I'm I'm probably going to sleep in late tomorrow, um, even though I got to get up and start grading. But that will go up there. And John uh, John Crowther, who is the uh, creator writer of Team Beetle, has said he's got some uh, uh, another thing that he wants to add up on there for. Um, uh, for a couple of uh, rewards and so we'll get those added uh tomorrow uh, hopefully probably probably later in the day so if you're one of those kind of saying well i kind of got my eye on that cover uh you know look for that later in the day um but please give us a look uh what you're talking we, we got team beetle number one and switchblade number one remix team beetle is uh in a nutshell um the story of uh a young team uh, a young team beetle who drinks the serum that um, the classic Blue Beetle drank? So um, he's not a it's not a descendant, which is one of the things I always like to do when I'm doing you know things like that. But he's not a descendant. But uh, they've created uh, recreated the the serum that the classic Blue Beetle Blue Beetle, which is in public domain by the way, just in case any of you are out there going, how can you get away with that? Um, and so it's all kind of all kind of fun like that. This is the first uh, Team Beetle is the first of three issues, um, which is really nice because Switchblade is the first of three issues. Um, this is the remix edition. Uh, Switchblade was published by Silverline in the late '90s um, when, uh, with traditional printing, it was printed on newsprint, which, if you're familiar with that, is one step above toilet paper. <laughs> and so we have we have digitally remastered the artwork, and it has all been colored by Aiden Belcher, who, if you're a fan of Man in the Mask, you will recognize his name. He is the colorist on Man in the Mask, and it looks fantastic. So this is our remix version of Switchblade. It will be a flip book, so you'll get Team Beetle on one side, flip it over, you're going to get uh, Switchblade on the other. Um, and we've also got some really, really cool um, variant covers uh, Peter Clinton, the the one that Barb held up, Peter Clinton's done a, a really cool variant for Team Beetle, and he also did a really cool variant for uh, Switchblade. Uh, Wubba, who's been uh, been on the chat, has done a, a really cool variant for Switchblade, which, and I'm going to try to update those images. I've noticed that I've gotten messages that uh, the colors have been finished and that kind of thing, so I'm going to try to update those images uh, and get them looking uh, looking more like what they'll look like when they're printed. Uh, so, uh, what was got a cool cover up there? Uh, see Michael Lanning, uh, has the other variant for a uh, team beetle. So there's some really good, cool stuff to, uh, to, uh, check out. So you guys, and yes, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Uh, so you guys, uh, check it out. Pledge if you can, uh, if you can't pledge, share it to all your friends because you know, you've got some nerdy geeky friends. Everybody does. Everybody's got a geek in their life, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. Everybody's got a geek. Everybody's got a nerd in their life. So share it to them. Tell them to go look at it. 
uh, and and consider uh, supporting it. You can get PDFs for those of you who uh, are, are overseas. If um, if you know you're really interested in the, in paper copies, which I, I totally get, just drop me a line and we'll calculate the the, the cost. I, it's super super expensive to ship overseas, which is why we don't do it. But I, I'll tell I, I'll drop something to you. I'll tell these guys here. Uh, one idea I've, I've had, which I've been trying to look into, uh, I've tried for the for one one section. I have looked to see if we could find a Kablam equivalent in the UK, so that we could print books from there and ship them. Um, you know, that's just what we could do here with Kablam. They can print it and ship it, um, just one copy. And if we could find that in the UK, then we might can uh, really save on shipping costs. Same thing for Australia. I think my, my chances would be a lot easier to find something in Australia. But um, if I could find a, a, a print-on-demand printer there that we can put – that we can get any orders that come out of Australia to have them print and ship directly from there and save us uh, – and, and them, really. Save them a buttload a, a, of money for postage. But right now, all the PDFs can go anywhere in the world or the universe. So there you go. And please vote in the Independent Comics Awards. Yes. Yeah, I haven't even checked those out since sharing them with you guys. How does anybody looked at them? How are they going? Yeah. Uh, Divinity is in first place on in two of the categories. That, yes. Of the, two of the three categories that, that it's been nominated for. Excellent. <clears throat> and third place in the other one. So, and we, in the colorist, we need to, to vote for Sid Ben Blue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all you Silverline fans, get out there, because I think you can find the links on the, in the, on the Silverline page, right? They're all there on the, on the page. Yeah. I've shared a bunch of them. I don't know if they're all there. So yeah, you sure. Silverline fans, get over on the Silverline page and look for those links. And, and you have, uh, you have to join the group uh, for those of you that are, that are going to vote. Oh, just okay. access the link directly and vote unless you're part of the group. So please join that group. I did not know that. I get. I was already part of the group, so I, I I did not realize that. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's easy and quick. Yeah, painless. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, Curtis. All right. Um, well, I guess we should go around and we'll have everybody uh, say where you where they can find you online. So let's go ahead and uh, let's start with Aaron. Aaron, please let everybody know. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh... Facebook is uh, Humphreys Illustration, and then Instagram is ALH3810, and then um, Webtoons. I published my Goblins comic on Webtoons. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. And you're in the home stretch on that series, right? Where, where? Yeah, I have just under like two, two and a half issues left to go. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, before we go to the next person, uh, don't forget, we do have a uh, Silverline merch on our Silverline store on Zazzle. You can find that uh, through the links at the bottom uh, of this video when it's uh, uploaded as well yep. as on the website, right? <coughs> John, how about where can folks find you? Um, everywhere and nowhere, all at the same time. No. <laughs> uh, I'm, all, I'm on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, uh, Patreon. I'll find something new to do to get hop yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I'm all over that. I'm, that's pretty much you type in my name, or if you type in uh, artistic Viking, you can find me too in a couple of spots. So you have something going on tomorrow, right? A live stream, or yeah, tomorrow I'll be live streaming, uh, hanging out with uh, Dean oh. Zachary. 
Really? Uh, she done. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Say hi to him for me. Yeah. I, I will. Well, you, where are y'all going to be? Uh, on my artist page is where the stream is going to be originating from. Oh. On Facebook. So are are y'all uh, are y'all going to be somewhere or is it just virtual? It's just gonna, it's going to be virtual. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'll be drawing. He'll be drawing. Um, and, uh, just be talking about some things, influences, things like that. Cause of, uh, it, what most people know it, well, I know y'all, y'all know, and some other, and some people may not know Dean and Mitch kind of took me under their wing and I was like, well, I want to do this. So they're got to make sure I take care of them first and, you know, kind of get them out, you know, hang out with them, stream with them first, you know, and kind of go down from there, but I kind of plan to do that with other artists. I just hadn't decided in what frequency yet. Hmm. Cool. cool. Oh, he's agreed to do a cover for Divinity Two, by the way. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I talked that's to good him news. Yay. So there you go. A little, little surprise for you. Yeah, that's happy news. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How about you, Barb? Where can, where can folks find you online? Um, Barbara Kalberg or Barb Kalberg. Um, Twitter, under under that name on in Twitter, uh, DeviantArt, Facebook, and Instagram. I knew there was another one. So I'm on all four of those. Look me up. Look up. Follow me. Very cool. And uh, for myself, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Curtis Vegeta. You can find me through my martial arts school, Tiger Crane Kung Fu. I don't know why I'm doing this with my thumb. I saw politicians do that. So you can also find was that the uh, Bill Clinton one? He yeah, exactly. That. I was like, and then this at the end of every sentence. I thought I thought it was uh, uh, Bush Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Bob Dole used to just put a pen in his hand and he would do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know how that I went way off topic. Um, you can also find me on, um, you can also find the Shadow Ghost uh, comic book page on Facebook. It's a Shadow Ghost comic. You can also find me on Instagram and uh, YouTube, Tiger Crane 805. And also on Instagram, you can find the Shadow Ghost Instagram page. It's just one word, Shadow Ghost comic. Please find me on there. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Roland, but but before we do, just want to remind everybody, want to thank everybody, that, everybody in the live stream uh, chat. You guys were hilarious. We had a great time with you folks. Um, we want to thank everybody for all your help uh, supporting us with the Kickstarter, coming to the conventions, all this great stuff. It means a lot to us. We love comic books. We love making them. And if you continue to support us, we'll continue making the comics. Right. And we had some great interaction tonight with our, with our uh, uh, watchers and and I love that. Fantastic. That was, yeah. yeah. And we, 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 uh, it made us decide, Roland, that we're going to be asking post COVID, we need to have a series of Silverline sponsored potlucks because we have a lot of cooks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have, we could have talked for several more hours about food. Well, I otherwise, you, I will tell you guys, and, and if, and if the listeners are still there listening, I've got, um, I've got a couple cool ideas that will require for, for future streams. That's going to require active listener participation. So yeah, so and, and these could uh, these could prove to be uh, these could prove to be a lot of fun. I think 
So, um, so yeah, it's just something that we get, but we're going to have to, you know, promote it to make sure we get people here. Uh, but you know, because if there's, if it's, if it's just Wubba, then, then not, not that we don't love Wubba, but if it's, if it's one person, then it's, it won't, it's not going to work. So, um, so yeah, I've got some, I've got some ideas that I think will be fun for the stream that will, will get some, get the, the listeners actively involved. And so that could be fun. That's fun. Yeah, and I want to thank you, Curtis, for uh, for uh, you know picking up the mantle uh, while I was uh, traveling back from uh, Deland uh, from a fun show. We actually had a uh, we went out to a handful of us went out to dinner afterwards, so um, it was good and lots of lots of fun. It was kind of kind of nice to be back, and I think that was part of what brought the crowds out. Is I think everybody was is, is just they're they're you know going stir crazy and they're anxious to kind of get back to seeing some some comics and seeing some you know some good geeky fun like that so it was um it was good to be out there like that and i'm hoping that there'll be more of the same um you know not just in florida but around the around the nation as as we can hopefully get back to you know uh uh pre-plague conditions and get conventions going on i you know i learned today apparently a lot of the big conventions that are happening early in the year have been pushed back to late in the year which is frustrating all the late conventions because they're like okay i was normally in august but now great big convention that happens in march is in august too so i can't compete with big convention and it's yeah there's there was a couple of frustrated show promoters talking about that thing and they're like yeah i don't know what to do because normally i'm in august but now that this and i'm not gonna call any names but now that this great big you know huge convention is not gonna do you know may they're pushing it back to august which is gonna be right on top of me so um so i don't know how that that will play out but um it's it's uh it'll be hopefully hopefully 21 will get us get us all back into some conventions and get back into the swing of things i hope Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.